Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina, episode 127. Thank you all for joining us. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Donatuis, the other host of the show. I'm DT3, one episode 127. Let's go. Oh, my God, dude. So long. So many episodes. Almost at 130, man. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. All right. How we doing, everybody? Hope you're all doing well. Thank you for hanging out in the chat with us. Sorry for like the billion ad breaks that I run before we actually get started, but I run them to turn off the pre-rolls. Um, so appreciate you guys sitting through those. Nothing happens anyways, other than just some pixel music plays. So, uh, yeah, today originally the show was going to be us <clears throat> ranking some of our best gaming companions. Right, that's what the second part of the show was going to be. Yeah. Uh, however, we have changed plans. <laughs> we pushed of, that uh, back until next month because yeah, because of uh, the light industrial light and magic doc that came out on Disney Plus, right? And yep, DT three watched it and he told me he was like, "This is good, man. I kind of wish we were talking about this this week." And I was like, "You know what? Let's do that then." And I binged yep. all six episodes. Hell <laughs> so, yeah, dude! So that's what we did. Which we ended up watching that. <laughs> yeah I, I yeah that that i so as you can tell from that i i you know you guys should watch it if you haven't mm-hmm. it's pretty dope it's pretty dope uh but yeah let's just hop into it here dt what are your what have you done this past Wait. week what have you been up to so for the past week for me i have been doing a lot of watching tv shows and a little fuckload of no man's sky dude that's pretty much been my week so i i, I play a little bit of grounded uh i wa- rewatched john wick 3 because uh there's a few people who hadn't seen it so i was like you know what let's just watch it again i could watch the john wick movies whenever because they're all fantastic um played a little bit of fortnite i Played and beat on stream Raji and Ancient Epic. Fun, fun game. And then, like I said, I I I played like No Man's Sky for so 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 much of my my weekend and and week. And uh, and while I was, you know, playing that, I watched the first two episodes of the second season of Primal. Uh. The first three episodes of season three of Harley Quinn, which I'm enjoying this season, but man, well, that's spoilers, never mind. And then I binged and caught up to to the newest episode of Westworld, so I am fully caught up on Westworld right now. All six episodes, fully caught up. Even the one that came out yesterday, we 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 I watched them all, so I'm I'm up to date on Westworld, and we're gonna be doing an episode on that. So stay tuned for that, everybody, because. We will we will be doing one on that, but that's pretty much been my week, man. Just TV, catching up on TV shows and uh, playing a bunch of No Man's Sky, which I'm enjoying No Man's Sky. But dude, sometimes as I'm playing through these these uh, these these quests, these missions and stuff, I feel like I'm not making any progress at all because you have to do the same shit over and over again. Like yeah. the one I was particularly talking about is the Atlas one. We have to go to a new get system every time. I'm just like, how long does this go on for, dude? Like, I just I keep traveling to a new spot 
and it's just one after the other. Like, does it ever end? Like, man, I, I and I need to make more progress on getting all the glyphs. And it's, it's so, dude, that game is like more so than any other game that I've played recently. I feel like I have so much to do, and I don't. I feel like I don't make that much progress. But at the same time, I lose so much fucking time playing that game. It is astounding how much time I lose playing that game. Like I'll 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 start at at one point, and then I'll like look away, and then I'll look back, and then like so much time has gone by. I'm like, how, dude? How does this game just eat away at your time like this, man? So in other words, I I'm enjoying the game, but man. It is crazy how quickly you lose you lose time to it, and I wish that I was making more progress than I am because, dude, it just does not feel like I'm making that much progress. But anyway, that's been my week. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. All right, for me, it's also been a lot of No Man's Sky. That is, that is, that's really the vast majority of what I've done. This past week has been No Man's Sky. Like every day I log on, No Man's Sky. I'd probably be on No Man's Sky right now if we weren't doing this show, because I need to go, I need to go check my farms and sell my my uh, activated indium and all that stuff to make money. So, uh, but we're doing the click cantina right now, so that's what we're doing right now. Uh, the other thing was uh, John Wick, Chapter Three. I'd never seen it before, so I got to watch it uh, and enjoyed it. And it was really cool to see. Um, and the other thing is... Let's see, how's the best way to address this? I guess we'll just say it. I had an acquaintance that used to be a friend uh, that I've known for, like, since I was, like, 15, 16, and that we hadn't really... There was, like, a falling out, and we weren't, like, really friends anymore, right? Kind of deal, but I still knew him, and, the, the, like, that kind of thing. And... I got news during the week that that person had passed away, um, which sucks, right? Because any hope of ever having, a, ever making up or having a, a, any kind of way of like being friends again, that's just gone forever now, right? So that happened this past week, and it got me thinking about like because this person was, you know, around my age, it got me kind of thinking about, you know, losing people in. Um, and taking better care of myself personally. So we've kind of started, restarted our diet again to try to be like, I, you know what? I don't want to die young. I want to, I want to live. I want to enjoy all the cool movies and video games and doing this podcast with DT3. So if you're okay with me getting real for a moment, and that's just, that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're back to dieting again. I, I started yesterday. I went and I bought a bunch of, of groceries. I'm cooking at home again. Uh, and just trying to do better like covid covid really made us pack on the pounds i know for a lot of us packed on the pounds and oh, it's yeah. time to time to try to do a little bit better and that just that just got in my head the last few days i guess because of that you know losing a, an acquaintance a one-time friend you know it, it's really weird it's really it's odd because like Because, yeah, it sucks, right? Like, even though I wasn't really talking with this person anymore that much, you know, they were still somebody I had a, a relationship with in the past as a friend, and and uh, and now they're gone, and I can never talk to them again. And it is, it is, 
the strangest feeling. Like I'm sad about it. I'm absolutely sad about it. It's 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 so odd. It's so weird. It, like stuff I, I, like that tends to make you think about mortality and all that. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's understandable. Yeah, no. It gets in your head. And I was yeah, like, do I want sure, to talk man. about this? But I think it's important to talk about it because it's. Yeah, weird. absolutely, absolutely, it is, man. You um, for sure. Because like. Because those thoughts do do enter your mind, and you're like, man, like you know, because I, mm-hmm. I know, like I've I've had that happen as well in the past. You know, it's like, well, you know, that that happens, and then yeah, you just you you just can't help but your mind kind of just like attacking you with 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 that with that right, and you're like, well, shit, like what am I, like, what do I do? What do I, you know, mm-hmm. like like for me personally, I know that I tend to keep most of that shit internally. Yeah. Uh which you know probably isn't the best thing to do but that that's how i do it that's how i handle it that's how i you know take care of things but i i think i think it is important if you're you know and and i'm and i'm you know i think it's cool josh that you feel comfortable enough to to speak about it here especially so publicly you know in front of yeah everybody and anybody who who listens to this and then watches this and all that so yeah no it's it's definitely i i understand what you mean though like whenever somebody like it, it like you said it doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be somebody that you're like super close to but like if you if at one point or another you interacted with, with them in a way that was like more than just like 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 you said even if it's just an acquaintance at this point like you know at one point or another you were friends with this person so you know it's it's always like damn and then like and then another thing like you like you said they were close to your age right so it's like man that's yeah, man, I I understand, dude. Those 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 thoughts are, are, are like kind of, I I I guess inevitable, right? Like eventually, it's just you you're just gonna start thinking them. So I, I get you. I understand, man. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I think it's it's a good thing that that you're you know comfortable about talking about this, and you know, and also I I, I applaud you for uh, for you know making an effort at you know trying to trying to do better for yourself because i think that's something that like all of us could do and not everybody <laughs> does uh because yeah dude i mean honestly the, this pandemic has not been kind to any of us uh yeah. and you know again to get real for a second we've all lost i i i, I don't want to say we all have but i, I i'm i want to say that we either all have lost somebody or know somebody who has lost somebody or like it, this, this has all affected us in, in one way or another these past few years. So it hasn't been easy on anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been rough, man. This, 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 these past few years, this pandemic and, and, and everything that it has brought has been very, has been very difficult in some moments for sure. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely understand that. And then, you know, I hope everybody out there, if you're listening to this or you're, or you're watching this, you you know, you uh, first of all, I'm, I'm 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 proud of you for 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 making it, you know, for still being around with us because I know, because for for even like not not like uh, well, that's probably not the best way to put it, but there, for from one more one reason or another, for multiple reasons, people are, are no longer with us, whether that be uh mental health reasons or for actual like you know 
they they you know caught covid and 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 you know it, it messed them up so bad that they couldn't recover from it or you know again for one reason or another there's multiple reasons why people are no longer with us but you know i applaud you all for for you know staying strong throughout all this for for still paying for still being here and for you know because because yeah it's been it's, it's been a, it's been a rough past few years man and 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 yeah, not everybody has 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 stuck around and, and made it around, man. So, yeah, I I, I uh, just wanted to add that in real quick. But it, no, go I ahead and continue. You, you, you had to say, Josh. No, I was just gonna say like one last thing is like one of the things I love about doing this show is that we we talk about these types of things, right? We talk about our mental health and getting better, and it's like, For sure. uh, I care about the people in our communities because I have community. DT's got a community. You know, we were part of the blind wave community. We came from there and we have friends there. And yeah. one of the things that I always wanted to do with this show was like give people a safe place, right? Where they can talk about how they feel or, or feel like they belong and that type of thing. And I do care. So, you know, I just wanted to say that you're not alone out there, guys. We're all in it together and we love you. All right. Enough of the hard shit. Let's get into some of the fun stuff, shall we? Let's get into our gaming news, DT. What do we got? All right. So for the first piece of gaming news that we have here is something that brings me great disappointment, sadness. Oh, Lord. And it, it was, it was, it was, I, I know, I know. But we said, let's go to the fun shit, right? Yeah. The fun shit's <laughs> going to have to wait, God damn it, because we have to talk about some more heartbreak, and that is that the Star Wars Knights of the Republic a remake has been paused indefinitely amid a studio shakeup. So this is coming to us from a report from Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Oh, this makes me sad. Yeah, this uh, one hurt. This one hurt when I saw it. 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 I was like, no. Yeah. So the remake of the 2003 role-playing game, Knights of the Republic, is delayed indefinitely as developers at Austin, Texas-based Aspire Media Try to figure out what comes next. Uh, Aspir abruptly fired the game's art director and design director this month. Uh, in a series of meetings throughout July, Aspir two, Aspir's two studio heads told employees that the project is on pause and that the company will look for new contracts and development opportunities, uh, said the people who were not authorized to speak publicly about the situation. Uh, the game was announced last September and has been been development for nearly three years at Aspire, uh, which we know Aspire has been best known for previously for bringing existing video games to other platforms. Like they're usually more of a port kind of uh, you know mm-hmm. studio, so they port stuff from like iOS or like older systems to you know the current modern consoles and whatnot and and, and everything. But uh, apparently on June 30th, Aspire finalized a demo of the game known as a vertical slice to show production partners at Lucas Unlimited and Sony Group Corporation. The devs were excited about it and felt like they were on track according to a person familiar with the project, so they were shocked by what happened next. The following week, company fired uh, design director Brad Prince and art director Jason Miner. Neither responded to requests for comment, but Miner suggested on social media pages that his dismissal was unexpected. Uh, Aspire studio heads told staff that the that the vertical slice wasn't where they wanted it to be, and that and that the project would be paused. According to two people who were in the meeting, one person familiar with discussions suggested that a disappropriate amount of time and money had gone into the demo, 
and that was the project's current course, and that the project's current course wasn't sustainable. Another point of contention may be the timeline. At the outset of development, Aspire told staff and partners it would release the game by the end of 2022. According to two people familiar with the production, developers said a more realistic target now would be 2025. Oh, man. This, this, this one hurts, man. This, this is rough, dude. What do you make of this, Josh? Because, like... I, honestly? Oh, God. Uh, honestly, if I was Aspire, I'd be like, Sony, help me. PlayStation, help me. Lucasfilm, help me. Please, go get some help. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, you're already we, working with we these people, right? You've already invested a huge amount of time and money. Why are we doing a pause? Are you pausing while you look for somebody to fill those roles? Also, I would love to see this vertical slice that seems to have resulted in the dismissal of two of the top people working on this game. So I'm, I'm genuinely yeah. curious to be like, what did they see in there that made them like, ooh, you know, maybe we don't like where this is headed type deal. And, that, and, and again, this is Asprey themselves, I, I guess, before they even showed it to uh, Lucas and Sony, right? Right. Uh, they were like, so, oh. So, like, I don't know, man. Like, this is Aspire's first, like, we're remaking a thing and not porting a thing. Yeah. I feel like if I was somebody that invested in this project, which obviously it's it's Sony and, and Lucasfilm is obviously involved as well. Like, I feel like I'd be keeping a closer eye on it and also giving them as much support as they possibly needed. This kind of yeah. seems like, and I don't know if Sony does that. I know that Xbox does that, right? Because they've uh, we've talked to people, not to, we, but we've talked to pe- people have talked <laughs> about rather, um, how Xbox offers them the support that they need. Because when they bought, um. The Wasteland Studios guys, the guys that make Wasteland, whose name is escaping, in in exile, I believe, entertainment. Um, They talked about how Xbox gives them all the freedom in the world that they want. And if they need support, Xbox is there to give them support, money, uh, time, whatever they need type of deal. Is Sony doing that with this? Or was this just like, how can we lose? We give them the money and let them go. You know, like, that seems kind of stupid if that's what happened. Because for me, it'd be like, we invested a lot into this project. I kind of want to keep a close eye on it and give them the support that they need. Especially when this is their first time making, like, remaking a game that's not exactly. And not only that, but for a game as big as KOTOR, come on, man. Come on. Fucking help them out with this, dude. This, this This cannot happen, bro. Why? Why are we letting this happen? Somebody needs to get in there and like do something about this, man. Like we like I pause indefinitely, indefinitely. Like th- this article from Bloomberg states that they're gonna be Aspire is gonna be searching for other projects in the meantime because they're putting this on the back burner, man. Like, are you kidding me? You, you no, no. We need to figure this out. Figure this shit out, man. That's the other Damn. thing. Why is it on the back burner? I don't get that either. You've you've put so much time and money in this already. Man, salvage what's left. What are you doing? Don't just leave it there. I don't get that either. That made no sense. Maybe they are looking for people to take over the project or something. I don't know. But what a disappointment that is to hear. Honestly, such a such a such a big disappointment. I. 
I don't know, man. It is 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 very disappointing to hear, though. Sure. Yeah. But we've talked enough about about fucking sad shit. So let's move on to something a little bit more. Because I talking about that is going to disappoint me even more. So another article from Bloomberg is we're talking about Grand Theft Auto 6 and what uh, Rockstar Games has in store for this new one. So apparently Rockstar Games is going with a new tone and a change of direction for Grand Theft Auto 6 and will probably feel very different from its predecessors. Uh, So a lot of this is due to some of the changes that the company has made itself. Um, like in-house with, with the way that they, they do things. And they're also going to be not really, well, I guess they are, but the way that they are going about this game, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, which by the way, because of all of this news, like, of course, everybody on the internet is losing their minds with, with, with what they're doing here. And I know I haven't said what what the changes are yet, but like, it's 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 insane how people can just completely shit on something when like it's just like so far far from the truth. But anyway, so this report from uh, from Bloomberg that talks about Rockstar Games is that. Uh, they GTA six will have a pair of characters loosely inspired by the infamous Robert duo, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, the female character will be a Latina and the game story will take place in the fictional version of Miami, Florida and its surrounding areas. Uh, the game is planned to come out sometime before March, 2024. Um, but, some devs told Bloomberg that they're skeptical the date can be hit. Um, Bloomberg's report also says that the game's map was originally planned to encompass huge swaths of North and South America, but but the Rockstar dialed back the, their ambitions and added uh, and planned to add more areas and cities post-launch. Uh, but this is all with a uh, culture shift uh, in the company. Um, because as as we know, a, a, a lot of the video game industry has uh, unfortunately been plagued with like, you know, uh, certain allegations of things, um, and Rockstar was hit with uh, abuse, uh, abusive behavior allegations. So there, so Rockstar has been like trying to improve working conditions internally. The studio is trying to be more uh, cult- uh, culturally sensitive, uh, it's, it's particularly since American culture <laughs> has become a parody of itself in modern times. Uh, and you know, as as GTA has always been, it's always kind of been this parody of 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 american culture from the beginning um 
and and the way that those games are. So I guess by having a playable lead, a playable female lead, they're going to try to maybe correct some of that stuff that they've done in the past, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what they end up doing, but I mean, to be honest, like that sounds cool and all, but man, I'm, I'm, I just like f- when, whenever we talk about Rockstar, I just am infinitely disappointed. I know this isn't even talking about GTA at this point, but we're, but it still relates because of Rockstar, mm-hmm. but I'm just infinitely disappointed at their just utter like disregard and poor managing of Rock Red Dead Online, dude. Like that could have been so good, like even better than it was. And they just never put in the just amount of resources and time that they did for GTA Online, and it. It's 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 one of the most disappointing things that they've ever done, in my opinion. I agree. But uh, but anyway, yeah. This this GTA news, GTA Six news is fine with me. I mean, I think, I think for the for like we always speculated for the longest time that it would be kind of like a return to Vice City, basically. You know, with like mm-hmm. Miami in the the setting, and we're probably gonna be going into like it's probably gonna be more like. Scarface kind of, you know, like with dealing with Cuba and that kind of shit too, I imagine. So that I I I, I suppose we will all kind of figured it would go that way. So that's cool. I'm, I'm kind of glad to see that that's what's happening. Um I kind of I kind of dig the whole Bonnie and Clyde thing, you know, like cuz the last game they're like, "Oh, you get to play as not one character, but three different characters, right?" Yeah, you know, and and that was kind of cool, and so it's like, well, what are they gonna do for this next game? But and so apparently we're gonna have you know a, a guy and a girl we're gonna be playing as. So I'm I'm fine with that. Um, I feel like we heard years ago that that they were gonna have another set of multiple characters, and one of them was gonna be a, a lady. So I feel like I've heard heard that before, don't you? I feel like I feel yeah, like we heard this like... a few years ago. Yeah, I feel like a lot of this we have, we have we've already definitely heard of, but um, you know, it's always cool to get because you know things can change. Things can change mm-hmm. from 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 you know time to time and throughout the development of games, so they could always, you know, mix things up and 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 all that. But um, yeah, no, like yeah, it's it's always good to have like confirmation that that's kind of where they're leaning towards and all that. And mm-hmm. it's been it's been almost ten years since GTA Five. And to be honest, I can't wait till we're we're like they come out with this next game. If if not for the sole reason of uh, like getting rid of G, I'm sick of GTA Five, dude. Like the fact that been, <laughs> the fact that like I love the game when it first came out. I played it, the story. I even played the online. I enjoyed both. But it's been almost ten years, bro. They've been milking this game as bad as fucking Bethesda's been milking Skyrim for like 10, a decade, bro. How can you milk a game for a decade, dude? Like move on, do something else, man. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to just seeing what, what they do for this next game. And I'm, I'm, I'm liking what, 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 you know, we're hearing of course. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just over, I'm over GTA Five, and I'm fucking annoyed at the Red Dead Online situation. So, that's that's kind of where I'm at with Rockstar right now. 
No, but I mean, same. of course, I'm gonna play GTA Six. You know? Yeah, <sighs> I don't really have anything to add on to that, really. So we can move move All on. Right. The next thing we have here is uh, we have another uh, we we have we have a delay of a game, right? This one is for uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which damn it, I'm disappointed because this was supposed to come out like a few days after my birthday, and then they moved it back. How dare they? Uh, so on July 28th. Uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide put out a tweet, uh, which was an update for Dark Tide to the community, saying that they were going to delay the launch of Warhammer 40k Dark Tide to November 30th for PC, Xbox. Uh, and this is what they said in their uh, image. Delaying a game is perhaps one of the most difficult decisions a developer uh, faces. And one we are not, and one we are not excited about making. Still, we hope this speaks to our commitment to taking the time necessary and doing whatever it takes to get you the best possible game. While we have been humbled by the great feedback on the game so far, we also need more time to improve stability, performance, and to mature key systems. Each is critical to making sure we have the best possible experience for you, the players. We also want to invite you on this journey soon. We will start a series of technical tests and betas in advance of our launch to ensure we deliver the best version of that game. If you'd like to participate, you can sign up for a chance at darktide.live slash sign up. Thank you for thank you all for the excitement and appreciation uh, you have shown us thus far. It really does mean the world to us. Martin Walland, CEO and co-founder. So that's what they had to say. Um, so I know we say this all the time, all the time, but we don't really mind the delays, right? Like it, it's just, it is what it is. As long as they improve and continue to make the game better, I'm okay with it. Um, but at the same time, like, man, it would have been cool for it to come out when it was going to come out. But, but I mean, I don't really care ultimately. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, this is fine, I suppose. I don't really, you know. Yeah. I don't really. F- I, I delays is just one thing that I like. Delays like this, I I don't really feel like strongly about one way or another. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it, as long as they can, you know, it is interesting though that they're pushing it back like another what, almost two months? No, over two months. Um, almost three actually. Damn. Not quite three, but, but but like two and something. But anyway, two in a couple weeks. But yeah, I mean, I I I signed up for the play test, so maybe I'll get to try it. Who knows? We'll see. Did you uh, sign up for it or no? Or no, Josh? Uh, I have to check. I don't remember. I I don't remember signing up for it, but I may have. You know, usually when they announce a game and they're like, you can sign up for all this stuff right away. Yeah. And we usually go do that, and then and then I forget. I need to double check. Um, because I would love to try it, uh, and test it. Yeah, because I think I've done it with like some of those other, the, some of the other Warhammer, like Vermintide and stuff. So, 
Yeah. I I was looking. Yeah. Obviously, I don't I don't mind delays, but obviously I am disappointed because I I was like oh, I can't wait to play this, and now I gotta wait a little longer. But that's fine. It's it's whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's next, sir? All right. The next thing we got here is that uh, we have a trailer for The Lost Wild. Let's check it out, shall we? We shall. So when you're ready, uh, ready. We, I can, we can count it down on three, two, one, a play. Actually, watched this trailer yet? I know I haven't I was either. Like, it's, it's cool. <laughs> I, I gave it to Jake and was like, "You need to watch this." <laughs> Must go faster. Looks pretty neat. Yeah, I think that looks pretty cool. I, uh, as you can see in the trailer, it says you can wishlist it on Steam. So I, I did that, and the game has a release date of 2024. So we're two years away from this game, I think. Yeah. Gonna be a, be a little gonna while, be a little on while. It, but yeah. still pretty exciting. Yep. I think, it looks, I think it looks good. And this trailer, yeah, definitely uh, looks intriguing. So we'll be... Uh, Checking that out. That's coming to us from uh, Annapurna Interactive. I believe this is one of the games they had at their, uh, you know, most recent uh, thing they had where they're showing off some stuff coming up for them. So, yeah. Uh, next up, which is the last thing I have on here, unless you got something else, Josh, uh, is the okay. So we have the. Uh, next uh, pass or the next course of waves or bleh, the next wave of, of, of courses for uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is coming in action next month. So uh, the first wave dropped in March alongside a 2.0 update. Wave 2 is just around the corner and promises uh, a few more things. So we are bringing in the turnip cup and the propeller cups, which means they're getting some familiar courses from all of the older games. So the turnip cup is going to have the tour New York minute, uh, which is from the mobile game SNES 
Mario Circuit 3, obviously from the Super Nintendo. Uh, the Calamari Desert from N64. Waluigi Pinball from the DS game. Those That is your Turnip Cup. And for the Propeller Cup, you have the uh, Sydney Sprint from the Mario Kart Tour. Snowland from the Game Boy Advance. Mushroom Gorge from the from the Wii, and this new one or this next one is a new one, I believe, like a brand new course, uh, called Sky High Sunday. Uh, and the description for this one is the comp- the competition may heat up, but that doesn't mean you can you can't chill out in this sweet race, which is filled with larger than life desserts at nearly every turn. Prove your number one with the Sunday in this debut course. Uh, so these are all going to be available to be played locally or online starting on August 4th, which is uh, this upcoming Thursday uh, over on over at the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with their, uh, you know, booster course pack that they announced forever ago. So Wave 2 is coming out. So I, everybody playing that. Get ready because you have more, more, more courses to race on. Uh, what do you got, Josh? I'm just adding in a, th- a trailer we're gonna watch right here, uh, which is uh, it's 30 seconds. It's just uh, meet Captain Marvel um, from the Marvel Midnight Suns, Marvel's ah, Midnight Suns, and I thought it might yeah. be cool to look at. It's only 30 seconds. And I think it just All dropped right. like it dropped a couple hours ago. So I thought it'd be cool to look at. Gotcha. All right, let's check it out then. So yeah, you know, it down. Marvel's Midnight Suns meet Captain. This is a hero spotlight for Captain Marvel. Let's check it out. Three, two, one, play. You can call me Captain Marvel. You know what they say? All work and no play is how we ended up with Ultron. She looks pretty cool. All right, let's do this. Oh, you know what? With the black and gold, she makes me think of uh, Dr. Fate. <laughs> a little bit. Ah, yeah. Let's see that. Yeah, it was just a quick little look. I, I like the little Meet the Heroes uh, videos. Um, little hero spotlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. And the only other thing is, like, I, I don't, I'm not even going to add this into the, the, the topic, but, like, uh, yeah. On Wednesday, on YouTube, uh, the Pokemon YouTube, they're going to have an update on all the games and video games, inclu- I'm sorry, on all the apps and video games, including Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So if you're interested yeah. in that, Wednesday, August will, 3rd, 6 a.m. Pacific time. You can check that we out. We will be talking about whatever they reveal next week, I'm sure. Exactly. So, so stay tuned for that next week because we will be talking about it. But uh, that, yeah. We can move on. All right, well, let's uh, move on then. Uh, we have some TV news to talk about now. Uh, so we can go ahead and do that when you're ready, Josh. Let's go for it. Let me switch our news thing over. Do, 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 and there we go. We're good. All righty. So the first thing we have for television news is that Aragon is going to be having a TV adaptation in development over at Disney Plus. Uh, this is coming to us from an article over at Variety. 
so the series is based on the Christopher Paolini young adult novel series, The Inheritance Cycle, with Aragon being the first of the four books in that series. Paolini will serve as a co-writer and executive producer on the series. Uh, this has been a long time coming, Paolini said in a statement posted on Twitter. I can't tell you how many conversations, meetings, and messages were needed in order to reach this point, and we're still just at the beginning. However, none of this would have been possible without everyone who has read the book, supported the tweet storms, and participated in this fandom over the years. So a huge thank you for me to every Algezian, uh, Al- 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 I don't know how to say that, but anyway. I'm just I'm I'm quoting what what he said in his tweet. You brought you brought the thunder is what he says. Uh, so Aragon was first was first self published in 2002 before it was republished in 2003. Uh, and previously was a movie in 2006, which I personally have not seen. But I hear it was a pile of dog shit. Uh, Josh, have you seen the movie or read the books of Aragorn? I've actually, I've actually read the the first couple books uh, back when I was a wee lad. I, I don't even remember when the books came out. Oh, first published in two thousand two, I guess. Uh, so yeah, back when they first came out, I read, uh, I believe, the first two books. Um. And they're okay. They're fine. They're okay. The movie's terrible. I've always heard that. I haven't seen it. I've seen parts yeah. of it, and it just does not look good. Uh, and yeah, I, I I think a series though on on Disney Plus could be really interesting and neat if yeah. they do it right. Um, Honestly, I mean, it can't be worse than the movie, right? I mean, like... I mean, it is true. It can't get much worse than that. I, I'm curious about, like... Because uh... we like fantasy shit, so this is this is a fantasy type of deal, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. like, how could... I just... This, this is going to live and die on its budget, right? Like, it's... it's yeah. Like, depending... You got... You got to make that dragon... Or the dragons in this series look good. Otherwise, it's just not gonna be. It's just gonna be dog shit. So you know, no matter what, like it's very important that you get dragons to look good. Um. Mm. So could be cool. Could be cool. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see, I suppose. But again, I it, it can't be. It can't be worse than than the movie. I think. I mean, and the and the you, thing here is. This has got Disney money in it, though. Disney's yeah. betting on this, obviously. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of gives you a who, little bit more hope. Who made the Who made the movie? I I need to look that up because, yeah, Disney know, compared actually, to whoever did it last time was 20th Century Studios, and Filmflex. So yeah, I, I feel like you can only go up if you're already at the bottom. You can only go up, right? I mean, there's no way you can go even lower right i mean if you if you if you go lower than the movie with 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 disney money and all this it's like come on man and not to be a shit bag but like when you look at that cast there like there's only a few names that i'm like they're they're good actors 
And like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was, it's funny you mentioned that because I was looking at the cast. I'm like, dude, they had Jeremy Irons, Rachel Weiss, John Malkovich, Garrett Hedlund, and like Jaimon Hanzu, dude. And this movie was still a stinker. Like, come on, man. How do you, how do you mess this up? Your main star was, I have no idea who that dude is. So, Ed, Ed Spiel. Yeah, I don't, I, I did was this was this kid in anything ever again after this movie? Like I don't know, dude. He's an Outlander, I guess. Oh, good I for him. I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. The movie's trash. So, anyway, I never watched the movie, but just looking at the cast, I'm like, man, how they how they mess that up? But anyway. Uh, that's the Aragon news. Uh, I, I again, I've never read the books or or or, or watched the movie, but I've you know, I you hear know people like the books. Pretty sure it's Wives' favorite books. Our boy Tyler. Oh, is it? So huh. I think, or it was. I don't know if it still is. At one point, be like, oh, maybe maybe he's excited for this, or maybe he's scared. I don't know. He probably doesn't even know it exists, knowing that boy. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he gonna he gonna find out soon enough if he, if he really does like Aragon. Anyway, uh, moving on. Kristen Ritter is gonna be starring as the new main character in Orphan Black Echoes, which is the spinoff Orphan Black series uh, over at AMC. Um. Orphan Black, the original, is fucking awesome, dude. If you guys never watched it, it was a Canadian series, I believe, uh, which has our She-Hulk, Tatiana Maslany, in it. And that is that show, Orphan Black, is why I'm I'm so very much a big fan of Tatiana Maslany and why... I am excited. I was excited for her when she was cast as She-Hulk in, in that show. If you've never seen Orphan Black, please do yourself a favor and check it out. This show ran from 2013 to 2017. It's a five-season show with, with 10 episodes each. So we have 50 episodes total because, you know, each season has 10. Um, but it's so good, man. It's it's like a sci it's like a sci-fi. Well, maybe not sci-fi. It's like a science. Well, yeah, sci-fi, sci-fi thriller. Let's call it that. Uh, yeah, really good stuff, man. I, I strong, strongly recommend if you've never seen it because it's fantastic. But uh, yeah. Uh, so they're they're coming out with uh with a spinoff over at AMC, and Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones herself, will be playing the main character. I think she's like a good fit for this. I think it makes a lot of sense. There's going to be an, a 10 episode season in for 2023. Uh, and she's going to be playing, Kristen Ritter is going to be playing this character called Lucy. Uh, a woman with an unimaginable origin story who is trying to find her place in the world. Uh, and this is not the first time that uh, Kristen Ritter is on AMC because she was previously the character Jane Margolis in Breaking Bad. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I'm I'm I really enjoyed Orphan Black, so I'm 
very curious about what they're going to do with this one. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't think you've seen Orphan Black, right, Josh? No, I haven't. So, I was actually just looking to see if there was a place I could watch that, and uh, uh, it's not streaming anywhere apparently. So I had to figure something. Really? Out. Check it out. Yeah, I looked at yeah, just watch show... and it was like, uh, yeah, you can watch it all these places if you buy it. And I was like, oh, mm. okay. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, I don't know. That, that's that seems kind of strange. That they're not streaming it anywhere because I I watched it on was it Netflix. I don't know. I forget where I watched it, but again, if you, if you if you can if you can watch it, check it out because it's it's fantastic. It's it's really really good. But anyway, uh, we can move on. Let's go. Speaking of Netflix, we The Witcher season three halts production due to COVID. Uh, they have halted production. Uh, Henry Cavill tested positive for the virus uh, and they Netflix says they have paused due to COVID and they will be up and running as soon as it's safe to do so uh, this isn't the first time they've had to shut down due to COVID uh, they previously halted filming on season 2 in 2020 uh, season 3 does not even have a premiere date yet but they're still uh, trying to film. But again, they've been uh, the production has halted again for the second time since all this has uh, been going on. Um, it was rumored that Henry Cavill would show up at San Diego Comic Con for the DC stuff, but obviously he was nowhere to be found. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I I know that Josh and I all were also not the most uh, what what's the word? Um, we weren't the biggest fans of The Witcher season two. I mean, to be quite honest with you guys, I have not really been a big fan of the show as a whole this entire time. I think like the show is has been for me completely underwhelming so far as and i say that and i really like henry cavill i I want him to return as superman as much as anybody but the show has just been like it just has a hit dude for me like i i, I when i think of the witcher i'm always gonna think of you know the games uh, i know that some people are gonna think of like you know the the so the proper source material as well, but like for me, having played the games and all that, and just you know having experienced that trilogy of games, that that's that's what I you know always come to first. And I know it's not really fair to compare the stuff, but I mean, it's you know when when the games are, are do have done a better much better job in my opinion than the shows, it's kind of difficult not to when mm-hmm. you know that's the case. So. Um, obviously I'll continue to watch the show whenever season three is going to come out. But, uh, I I think I feel kind of like, I find myself like, this is a common thing for me with like Netflix shows nowadays. I feel like for stranger things for Netflix, I'm just not enjoying them as much as everybody, the rest of the world is. I feel like the only Netflix show that I'm really like high on right now is Cobra Kai because everything else is just kind of like. Eh. Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. Like I'll, like I'll watch The Witcher. 
I'll watch. I mean, Stranger Things I enjoyed, but it wasn't my favorite. Like, I definitely did not love it as much as everybody else. I know I I keep saying that too, but you know, I just again, I just am not really down with uh, a lot of Netflix stuff these days. But well, my anyway. thing with Netflix is they charge you an arm and a leg, and I just really don't feel like they're delivering on their end. Like a lot yeah. of their content for me is just not that good. Like I liked the new season of Stranger Things and. Kai, is that enough to keep me subbed for months at a time at almost $20 a month? Fuck no. Why would I do that? That's stupid. You got to keep me giving me good content, man, or you're not going to get the moolah. All right? Why would I give you $20 when I can go give Peacock $5 and Paramount like $5 and get like double the content and enjoy things over there? You know what I mean? Like, at least for the $5 at Peacock, I can watch fucking a pay-per-view wrestling event if I want to. <laughs> like every month, once a month, I'm getting something once a month from that, right? What's Netflix giving me once a month? That's really good. Nothing, and they're no, costing nothing. me almost triple, triple the price. So, like, yeah, you know, I'm sure those other, I'm sure the other ones are going to increase their money too. But while it's cheap, well, for right it. now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure, I mean, for sure, I just. Uh... Yeah, no, I I had I had to cut off Netflix, man, because yeah, they're just not, they're just not, you know, bringing the heat like they used to, in my opinion. Too, too expensive. And for and yeah, for 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 a lot of people too, apparently, because you know we we've we've talked we've talked about how much they've, how much the numbers to them have dropped, you know. Well, well so. I tell you what, they're gonna drop some more after Cobra Kai drops, because once I watch Cobra Kai, I'm dropping Netflix <laughs> for a little while. Uh. Yeah. Well, speaking of Netflix's competition, let's talk about what's coming to Disney Plus this month in August. Uh, so, on August 3rd, which is on Wednesday, we have Alice's Wonderland Bakery, season one episode, or season one, five episodes. The Ghost and Molly McGee, season one, five episodes. The Lightyear movie, which I am going to be checking out because I w- have wanted to watch that movie, but I didn't go to the theaters to watch it. So I'm checking that out. I want to watch that. Uh, Marvel Studios Assembled, The Making of Miss Marvel and High School Musical, the series. <laughs> Season three, episode two, uh, August 5th, The Lion King 2019 sing along version. The Lion King Two: Simba's Pride sing along version. Old Dogs Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, which I always I, I try to watch, I try to check out those Lego Star Wars, uh, you know, things that they put out. So that that'll be fun, I'm sure. August tenth, Bluey Running Wild with Bear Grylls, the challenge. She's the one. I am Groot. Another episode of High School Musical, the series. August twelfth, Disney Summer Magic Quest, Father of the Bride, Father of the Bride Part Two. August seventeenth, Meet Spidey and His Amazing Friends, season two. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 1. Uh, High School Musical, the series, Season 3, Episode 4. August 19th, both versions of Beauty and the Beast, the 1991 animated and the 2017 live action, but the sing-along versions. Which, this is something that Disney tends to do a lot. They tend to just put out like a sing-along, which makes sense, because a lot of their movies are, are musicals, for the most part, so it makes sense. So they're bringing out both versions of Beauty and the Beast and Tangled, all sing-along versions. August 24th, Blackish Season 8, Chibi Tiny Tales, which are a bunch of shorts. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode 2, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, 
Doc McStuffins, the Doc is 10 on August 26th. Oh man, can't wait for that, right? And then uh, on August 31st, this is no longer true. Andor is not coming out because they pushed it back. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Europe from Above, Season 2, America's National Parks, Secrets of the Zoo, Down, down Under, Season 3, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, season, uh, Episode 3, and more High School Musical, the musical, the series. Which what a what a what a stupid name that is. But I'm not I know, even that's, what I, that's what I was chuckling at. Was like DT's yeah. gonna sit here and read this like five million times. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yeah, no. <laughs> so for me, I don't know what stands out to you, but for me, Lightyear on Wednesday, and the Lego Star Wars thing, and then She Hulk. That's pretty much i think it's all I'm i think for. for me it's mostly she hulk like I'll, I'll check out Lightyear, but i'm not super excited for it um i want to check out the little i am groot thing um and yeah that's kind of like it for me i i like the, oh, yeah, I the movies yeah, yeah. those are fun if you like oh. uh steve martin I'll check out uh, I Am Groot as well. I forgot about that. But anyway, that's what's coming to us this month because they had to push back end or... But anyway, we can move on from that. Um, The next thing we have here is uh, we have a trailer uh, from Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, I have not seen this yet. It's a three-minute trailer, but uh, I like I like the cyberpunk world. So let's uh, check this out. Uh, three, two, one, a play. This just came out today, by the way. Sweet. Welcome to Night City. Also, really cool transition from the static to the rain. Love it. Where Chrome exceeds the flesh. Damn. Goddamn. Arasaka Tower. Damn. Take it. Take to the edge. Based on Cyberpunk 2077. David, Main, Dorio, Kiwi, Killer, Becca, Lucy. There's a lot of characters. Put the cyber in punk. Unleash your cyber Oh, 
There's so much happening. There is. There's a lot happening. It's hard, it's hard to tell what's happening because shit's moving so fast. It's, it's very dense. There's a lot going on. Oh, now we're slowing it down, huh? Okay. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Alright. So that's Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's Cyberpunk chums. anime. Yeah. Bring bring all your chooms together. This is coming out on September what day? Let's say fucking It just September. September. Oh, it just says September, no day, huh? Okay. Day well. one. September I wish. <laughs> A month away. Now that's uh yeah, I mean Again, I like I like 2077, man. The game was a lot of fun. I uh, did not have as much issues with it as everybody else did, so I was able to play and beat the game from start to finish, uh, and I very much enjoyed it. And I liked the characters. I liked the setting. I liked uh, what was going on. So uh, I'll definitely uh, want to, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, 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 see, we'll see what comes of this. We'll see what people think of it, you know? All right. Uh... All right, it's Andor time. Today on Good Morning America, they released the official trailer for Cassian Andor's show, simply titled Andor. We also have a poster if you want to throw that up real quick, Josh, before we show the... Yeah, let me, let me throw that up first. Actually. Before we show the, the trailer. So if you guys are interested, I also reacted to the trailer on my channel today. Go check that out. Uh... Yeah, but yeah, there's the poster. Uh, looks kind of cool. It reminds me of the Rogue One poster, where you have like Jin as like the main, the big focus, and then you have like everybody else around her with the, like if you compare the two posters, you can kind of see it, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, looks cool. Looks very very cool. Um, as you can see at the bottom there, it says September 21st because they bumped it back. It was originally supposed to come out on uh, August 31st at the end of this month, but they moved it back. And here's another thing that's going to be happening. They're going to be having three episodes on one day. So on September 21st, when the episode drops, we're going to be having three episodes. So we're gonna have a triple triple feature of a uh, of a time. But on this poster, you can see all these different characters. Very interesting. You'll notice one in particular that we're about to see in the trailer here. So let's throw up the trailer, Josh. And uh, let's do it. See what they, you know. That so you is can the see. Wrong you, I don't. Have you seen this yet or no? No, I haven't. I was saving it for oh. Cantina. Well, there you go. You guys are going to see Josh's initial reaction to yeah, this. Yeah, so I'll probably snip it out and put it on my YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might as well. Well, here we go. Three, 
two, one, Andor official trailer playing now. Imagine you're on a planet and that flies over. That fucking shit, dude. <laughs> like, what the hell? To steal from the Empire? You just walk in like you belong. They're so proud of themselves. The Senate. They're so fat and satisfied. They can't imagine that someone like me would ever get inside their house. Cassian Ander. The Empire is choking us so slowly. Clone troopers. We're starting not to notice. What I'm asking is this. Wouldn't you rather give it all to something real? I need all the heroes I can get. For the greater good. Call it what you will. Let's call it war. There's fermenting out there, son. Pockets of fermenting. You're in my net. Are you a fish? Or are you a thief? You're slipping. <laughs> I'm not slipping. I've just been hiding for too long. Everyone thinks I'm an irritation. There's a good chance they'll miss what I'm really doing. What are you really doing? This is what revolution looks like. I'm tired of losing. There you have it. What do you what do you think? Fuck, that looks awesome, dude. I can't wait. That looks great. Honestly, it really did. Like the trailer music was going well with the action. I'm fucking in, dude. I can't wait. I'm bummed they pushed it back now. Like, but I'm, we're gonna get three episodes. That looks so yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, they they push it back. But we're getting three episodes all on the same day. Uh, I'm so in for like some dirty ass guerrilla Star Wars fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like gonna, it just looks like it's gonna be dirty, and I can't wait. We're gonna see more of Saw's partisans, which I'm, which is definitely that. Like that, that that's what they do, right? And I don't know if you noticed, but some of those dudes got literal like space AKs. Dude, like they literally just took mm -hmm. an AK and like put it in Star Wars. Was like fuck it, why not? Yeah. And they have a. Uh, two tubes from rogue one coming back with saw and they have some of the the x-wings that they have also from rogue one the like black the black x-wings those are so cool looking um yeah there's a lot in there like there's I, I, man i i what what i said in my reaction was that i'm very excited for mon mothma and the imperial senate stuff like that it to me is like probably yeah. the most interesting thing for me um and like as you can see in certain spots of the trailer, like both Cassian and uh, Stellan Skarsgård's character, which I don't think he has a name yet or we don't know yet or whatever. Anyway, Stellan Skarsgård, 
they have different looks throughout the trailer, which it's been said that this show we're going to be doing a lot of time jumping. Mm-hmm. So we'll see Cassian like with the long hair and the beard and then with the short hair and the clean shaven look when he's in the Empire and same for Skarsgård. Like when he sees Mon Mothma, he's got like the longer hair. But then when he's a rebel, he's got like the short hair and stuff. And it, it, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting, man. And and then we have the Ellen DeGeneres Imperial officer looking lady <laughs> who uh, who I keep dude I can't help it she just like every time dude I'm just like what's Ellen doing as a fucking imperial officer she's got she has to be somebody important because they're focusing on her a lot and she's flanked by death troopers you like you have to be a big deal to have death troopers around you right mm-hmm. like Krennic and Moff Gideon you know that we've seen in the past or you know so she's she's got to be and and, and drawn obviously but so she's somebody big. And then, like, there's obviously going to be some Death Star connections into this, right? Because, you know, we have, there seems to be, like, a lot of, like, workers, like, on the ground. Like, maybe they're harvesting, like, kyber crystals for the Death Star or something, maybe, you know? Like, that's, could, could be something that could be happening. Um, yeah. And I really hope we get to see Cassian and his family be the Separatists during the Clone Wars. Because in one, in one of the books... I think it was uh, it was a catalyst. Cassian, it's it's it, I guess it's, re- it's revealed that Cassian and his family were separatists during the Clone Wars, and we see in this trailer like clone troopers. I don't know if they're Imperial clone troopers or if they're clones during the Clone Wars, but either way, I'm excited to see that. And uh, you know, Rogue One, Cassian does say he's been in this fight since he was six years old, right? So I want to see you know we're definitely gonna see a younger Cassian, uh, so. We'll see how how that goes, uh, you know, and how that unfolds. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting stuff in this. Like a lot of it too. Like looks, I can't. I say this every time I see this like stuff from Andor. A lot of it looks like obviously very Star Wars, but it feels like so much different than what we've gotten from Star Wars in the past. Yeah, like it's just it it just definitely has like a grimier, dirtier guerrilla warfare kind of kind of look to it. And I'm Which, about it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very very fascinating. But yeah, I uh, we'll see. It's September twenty first, man. Three episodes start off with. I can't wait. I'm excited. Yes, sir. All right. I believe that'll do it for the TV news, right? Indeed, indeed, it will. That's all Let's we got. Pop for over TV. to the movie news, then, shall we? Alrighty. All right. So, ready to talk about uh, the movie news? Let's hit it. Sweet. So, the first thing that we have for the movie news is something that I'm actually kind of, I think is going to be fucking cool. Is that uh, Avengers The Kang Dynasty is going to be directed by Shang-Chi director uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. I, I really like Shang-Chi. I thought that movie was awesome. It was it was I like the Shang-Chi. first movie. It was the first movie I went to go watch in the theaters again since, you know, uh The Rise of Skywalker. And I really enjoyed the hell out of that movie. So uh and so obviously he has experience with Marvel already and they're giving him the the Kang Dynasty Avengers movie. I think this is going to be dope. So that to me sounds awesome. Uh this is going to be the 5th Avengers movie. Uh, and one of the two that will close out Marvel's phase six set of movies. 
so they announced uh, this movie obviously at Comic Con last uh, you know last week. Um, but yeah, they're they're bringing aboard the Shang Chi director to you know destined to uh, to do this one. I think I think it's a good I think it's a good choice, man. Like mm-hmm. some of the stuff that they did with Shang Chi was was beautiful, and and I like the the fight fight scenes and 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 the way they like. Even like just the stuff with like uh, Wu and like his wife, right? When they were like when they when you know when they meet and and they're kind of like dancing, but it's kind of like or not or they're fighting, but it's almost like a dance, you know? And and, and that that kind of stuff was was really cool. And yeah, I'm, I'm 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 I think this is cool, man. I think this is awesome. No, I, I like how they've I like how they've kind of just like obviously uh, Josh Joss Whedon did the first one. And the second one, and then like the Russo brothers did uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and now you know Destin's doing doing this one. So yeah, it's 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 nice to you know mix up the you know the the, the directors for for these movies so they don't stay uh, you know stale and, and and all that. So I, I dig it. I, I I'm excited. He's I really like Shang Chi, so I think I think this would be good. I agree. I am excited for what's coming. I love Shang-Chi, and I think he's a perfect pick to, to do that movie. I, I hope it means that there's going to be a lot of kick-ass action and fighting in it, so I can't wait. Hell yeah, my friend. Hell yeah, my friend. Uh, okay. So we have some Mission Impossible casting news. And uh, Dead Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 adds Mindhunter star Holt McCallany, which we like Holt. He's been in some some good mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we like Mindhunter. We watched Mindhunter here. Uh, I believe we even talked about Mindhunter on the podcast like a few years ago when, they had, when one of the seasons came out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this is a, he's cool, man. So having him joining uh, Haley Atwell, Shea Wiggum, Palm Clementef, which I didn't realize she was in this movie, but that's cool. And of course, uh, you know the man himself, Tom Cruise. So that'll be uh, interesting. Um, I also believe that this movie, uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part Two, is the final Mission Impossible movie, at least for now. Uh, you never know. In ten years, maybe Tom Cruise wants to come back as an even older dude and, and want to prove that he can still do it, but. Uh, for now, I think Dead Reckoning Part One and Two are the last two movies. Um, and yeah, they're they're bringing in uh, they're bringing in McCallany for uh, for this one. So yeah, talent, right? We're taking bringing talent. It's a good thing. Yeah, boy. Must read. I like him a lot. So yeah, <laughs> and I miss Mindhunter. It's so good. Yeah, it's a shame, dude, about that show, man. But it's okay because it gives them other opportunities like this year, and yeah. So, but that was a good show. Anyway. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, Still worth checking out. <laughs> like, even oh, though absolutely. you're gonna be like, well, even though you're gonna absolutely. be like, one more of it. You're gonna be one more of it. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, strong recommend anybody who hasn't seen it. It's great. Um. Next thing we have here is something that is also kind of disappointing. I find but, it interesting. Uh, we were just talking about this the other day, and this news comes out, right? We were just talking about this. Yeah. 
because you're you know talking about all the video game adaptations and all that and mm-hmm. one of them tomb raider uh well mgm has lost the rights to tomb raider and now studios are in a bidding war to claim uh the rights for this ip to make movies out of you know to make more movies uh May or, or MGM had until May of this year to greenlight a Tomb Raider sequel, and the window passed. Uh, so there's a bunch of Hollywood movie studios in the mix put in bids. Uh, the last Tomb Raider movie was in 2018 with Alicia Vikander, starring as a Tomb Raider herself, Lara Croft. Uh, but obviously, because MGM is no longer doing the movies and what and and here's the deal i saw some people being confused about like oh you know she's not going to be laura croft anymore i mean obviously not because if you're going to have another studio take over after this they're going to want to do their own version of tomb raider they're not going to bring her back and and continue that version of fucking tomb raider because that was mgm's tomb raider you know like there was there was the angelina jolie one in the 2000s and then there was you know the one from 2018 with 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 Alicia Vikander, and I thought she was fantastic, dude. I really liked her as Lara Croft, but I don't know why they never made a sequel, dude. It just it doesn't make any sense to me because uh, I thought that movie was decent. I thought it was good, but whoever takes over now is definitely going to want to make their own version of Tomb Raider, and they're going to want to cast their own actress, and they're going to want to do their own thing, and they're not going to continue what was already what had already happened before. So. While it's while I think it sucks that she's that they won't bring her back, uh, and I also realize that this is makes sense and it's smart for whoever, you know, is going to be taking over for Tomb Raider because again they're going to want to do their own version. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see who ends up. Uh, we'll see who ends up getting the rights, man. Uh, we also know that back in May, the Tomb Raider video game rights, uh, you know, from. Uh, from Square Enix were were purchased, you know, because because the Embracer Group purchased Crystal Dynamics from Square Enix. So not only are the game rights, you know, going to another place, the movie rights. Are, so Tomb Raider could be like just we could be getting all kinds of new Tomb Raider shit, like at, you know, at some point potentially soon, right? Like we could get announcements, or at least announcements for things, because yeah. uh, Tomb Raider is, is shifting, man. The movies and the games, so. Yeah, what do what do you think, Josh? Did you ever did you ever watch the 2018 Tomb Raider or no? I never saw it. I haven't played any of the new games, and now it's oh, con- being moved and everything. And it's like shit. Tomb Tomb Raider's getting unburied. It sounds like you know, like it's getting yeah. you know, like it's it's gonna reach a whole new era with new games and new pop, new film. Obviously, if it's a bidding war, people want it, right? So it means yeah. Like I'm kind of curious to where it's gonna end up. And yeah, man, this sounds cool. I I like Tomb Raider fine. I, I wasn't like a super fan or anything. Um, yeah. I remember playing them as a kid and like trying to lock the old man in the freezer type dealio that you would do running around Laura's mansion in the video game version. Uh, so they should do that in a movie. They should lock the old man in the in the freezer as a joke <laughs> or something. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, uh, with what yeah. they do with we will be watching this kind of closely because I am curious to watch. Oh yeah, 
I mean, it's 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 a good IP, dude. Like like you can yeah yeah it. it uh, so I I played the new trilogy of games and they were good. I liked all three of them. They were a lot of fun. Um, I think weirdly enough, I think the first one was probably my favorite. But they were all good, and um, the Scarf's movie was that, fun uh, too. Indiana Jones ish. Yeah, it's, it's like the un- yeah. like Uncharted, Indiana Jones, Tomb Raider. Like, those are the three like you know uh-huh. archaeological badass kind of franchises, right? But no, I like the movie and the game, so I'm kind of I'm a little surprised that you know they're kind of shifting here with, with things. So. Uh, you know, I just hope that whoever decides to, uh, I mean, obviously we know the Embracer Group is, is taking the game rights, so hopefully they, you know, do something with that. I I would kind of hope for, I I kind of want them to continue the same game series that had already been going on, but I don't know if they'll do that. And in terms of the movies, I mean, obviously we're gonna get a change there. So I don't even know who you would cast as as a new Lara Croft because I really like Alicia Vikander as uh, as her. So I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and see, but it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, moving on from that, however, uh, we have some DC news, which I think is pretty awesome. Uh, ben Affleck is returning as Batman and Bruce Wayne himself for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. They were trying to keep it as a secret, but uh, there was a WB uh, studio tour of people that saw them walking off set or something. And, uh, you know, the, the secret was out. They were busted. Imagine, imagine getting busted on set, dude. Like know, that's, right? that's like, some shit. Dude? Yeah. Dude. Like what, what are you guys doing? What? Well, it's like WB had like a, like, like a, a tour of people, you know, and like those little like golf yeah, cart. No, that makes things. it even dumber. It's their own it's fucking like, tour bus. Yeah, they, they, they did it to themselves. That's the thing. They did it to themselves, man. Uh, it's 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 funny. It, uh, that, that's all. That's all you can say. It's it's funny. But this is cool news, man, because I actually liked yeah. uh, Ben Affleck Batman. You know, same. Uh, I liked Batfleck. I was actually kind was of disappointed like an older... when it was like he wouldn't be Batman anymore, but it's looking like that's yeah, not like the case. Older, more grizzled, kind of you know, experienced Batman in comparison to some of the other ones. I've I've actually liked uh, I like both uh, uh, Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck, man. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like and I'll, and and we know we're getting Michael Keaton back as well, so I'm fine with keeping all three of them at the same time, dude. We can do this. People are not dumb. We we know we, we're in the era of multiverse movies right now for superhero mm-hmm. shit. And just in general, because I mean, there's a bunch of other there's other movies out there that do multiverse stuff too. But like, people are not dumb. You can, you you can give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you don't have to treat them as idiots. You know? No. no. We we can have multiple versions of of a, and of it a character. And it happens in know? comics all the time. Characters cross yeah. over with each other. Give me a team up movie. Give me Pattinson. Give me Batfleck. Give me Keaton. Put them all in one movie. Dude, that would be awesome. If, I would lose my shit. If they did if they did a, a Spider Verse, but like a Bat Verse kind of movie, live action, like they did with a No Way Home, or fucking Spider Man. Oh my god, that'd be so. Do- could you imagine all the all the live action Batman that could still play Batman, which obviously you know we have no Adam West, uh, Val Kilmer probably can't do it either anymore, but you could bring back, you know. 
basically everybody else yeah. who has played him in live action. And that'd be cool. You could even throw in Lego Batman if you want. Fuck it, dude. But 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 that'd be dope. I, I'd be, I'd be down in, for a movie like that. You could throw in some crazy villains, too. You could throw in, like, the fucking Batman Joker guy. The 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 metal... What's, what is, ah, I can't think of what it's fucking called. You know, the the jo- the Batman that becomes... The, the the Batman who laughs, that one. You could throw ah, that yeah, one yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mix it up with some... Oh, that would be cool. Also, throw Clayface in one of these goddamn movies. God oh, damn it. please. Whoever's making it, whoever's making Batman like movies and stuff, you use Clayface more. Come on, man. You're killing me. Come on. Killing us with not having Clayface. And also, somebody please do a good live action Heart of Ice. Come on. Yeah. Br- Mr. Freeze. Do- Justice for Freeze, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyway. Exciting. We, we went yes. off on a little bit of a fan tangent there. But you know how it is. But, but, so if, if you go on, on Momoa's Instagram, which I think is linked in this article real quick, if you just want to show him, Josh. So there's actually, he has pictures of, of himself with Ben Affleck. And on the third slide is the, the tour, the, the WB tour cart that spotted them, which I think is funny. Let me get, uh, a, let me get it zoomed in here for you guys. There we go. There's the tour. Way to go, guys. Yeah, there they go. Those are the ones that spotted them. They're like, oh, look who's there. (laughs) Yeah. Busted, dude. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that, dude. The look on Noah's face is so good. He's like, well, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) This is WB fuck themselves on this. How do you have a... How do you tour when they're filming a fucking movie bro what is this i, have I mean no honestly idea. honestly cool though because now we know that he's in the movie but I, I just i don't understand their thinking on that to be honest that's that's yeah. it's hilarious it's hilarious and, and hilarious. they would have thrown him in a trailer at some point but it's really funny that it's the tour bus that's too funny dude Oh gosh, that's hilarious. That's that's great. Oh man! All right, well, I have I have one last thing here, and it's uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a Guardians three uh, uh, tidbit. Um, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, the team behind the movie teases that this this is a finale uh, where the emotion is heavier than it's ever been. Uh so Karen Gillan, who plays Nebula, said that it was hard to get through some of it. She says shooting the emotional film that screened its first trailer at Comic-Con. Which I also wanted to bring this up because I want to say a very merry, happy birthday to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. The original Guardians movie came out today, eight years ago, in 2014. So happy birthday, Guardians 1. I can't believe it's been eight years already. It's Sometimes it doesn't feel that long, and other times it does, but... Today mm-hmm. is your eighth birthday, so happy birthday, Guardians Volume One. Uh, but anyway, um, so on Comic Con uh, in San Diego, they had Chris Pratt, Karen Gillan, Sean Gunn, Palm Clementef, and then new cast members Will Poulter and Maria Bakalova joining director James Gunn on stage for the Marvel Studios uh, Hall H panel. Uh, and they showed off a trailer there, which obviously we didn't get to see. Um, unfortunately, but I'm sure, you know, 
we'll get it whenever they want to show it to us. I'm, I'm fine with waiting. Uh, so James Gunn says, this is a much bigger movie than the other two movies, and it's a much more emotional movie than the other two movies. And it's a longer movie than the other two movies. It's bigger in every way. Uh, it was really comfortable, actually. I'm really familiar with the actors, so I know what they have to do. They've gotten better at their job, so I don't have to bash them around so much, Gunn said with a laugh. In a lot of ways, it was really easy. It's really natural for me. I understand this, but I'm also really pushing myself and trying to create something completely different from what came before it, but that also honors what uh, also honors what came before it. Um, so again, Karen Gillan said that, uh, you know, there was, well, whoever was at Comic-Con saw that there was a lot of tears that were shed when they showed the footage. Uh, and Karen Gillan says that it was emotional making it for sure. There was, of course, so much fun in the film and seeing fun sequences where the emotion isn't so heavy. But, oh, there are scenes where the emotion is heavier than it's ever been in the Guardians world. And it was hard to get through some of that. Uh, it definitely feels like the most epic. It's complex and the characters are having to deal with that. It's very emotional for all of them. And then we're dealing with the fact that this is the end of an era of sorts. So there's a lot of emotion. Uh, as for trailer highlights, Pom Clementef, who plays Mantis, noted the character being referred to as Baby Rocket, a.k.a. a younger version of the mercenary voiced by Bradley Cooper, is so cute. Um, there's a very specific scene in the movie that we shot at the end of the shoot that was really hard not to weep, so... Josh, this is going to be a very emotional finale for the Guardians trilogy, uh, which makes me think they are maybe killing off some characters. They're making changes to the team. What By the end of this movie, one thing is for sure. We are not going to have the same team that we've had uh, up until now. Um, and that's going to be very interesting. Um because I wonder who, like, we've already lost Gamora, right? Before even the, before this. So, like, who, mm -hmm. like, you know what I think? Be, just quickly, before I let you speak on your thoughts. I think, because okay. th there was, they were so emotional on that panel. And there was, and, and they're so emotional. They're talking about being so emotional filming scenes. I think they might have filmed multiple character deaths. And maybe they may not use all of them, but they're kind of even keeping them under like, I don't know which ones we're going to use. You may live, you may die kind of thing. Right. Which mm -hmm. if you're an actor, that kind of sucks because you're like, I don't know if I live. I don't know if I die. But at the same time, like, man, they're really hype. They're really hyping this up to be really emotional and all that. So, I, I, you know, it'll be very interesting. But that's what I think. I think they maybe have filmed multiple death scenes and, and they're like not telling them who, which ones they're using and which ones they're not, you know, just to kind of keep the suspense there, maybe. Because I know they've done that with other movies in the past, but um, where like they film multiple endings and you know they don't tell people what they're going to use until they actually watch it at the premiere or whatever. But what do you think, man? Hearing all this about Guardians Three, and you know, it's it's interesting because um, before the Guardians movies, I had no idea who the Guardians were. Like that was a whole new which bunch of characters that was for a me lot to of people. About, yeah right and for me i knew i knew about them like to an extent like i knew of them i obviously i knew they were a thing and i knew the characters but i i didn't know like a lot of the lore mm -hmm. or anything whereas like since the movies have come out i've kind of learned more about that and all that but like i knew of them but but no you're totally right the, who the fuck knew about the guardians 
besides people who read the comics, you know, before the movie, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, the movie introduced them to everybody for you know exactly. on the mainstream stage. But anyway, carry on. And I, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that watched those movies and weren't a fans of the humor or whatever, or fans of some of the actors. But honestly, it, it introduced me to a whole new world of of cool characters, and some of them are silly or goofy, and like a lot of the um. A lot of, uh, oh God, I had it and it slipped my mind, but a lot of like just the cool settings and stuff in the sci-fi uh, kind of world of Guardians. And it's like, man, it's going to close the chapter on these characters I kind of got to know. And I personally liked the Guardians um, of the galaxy. And and yeah, on terms of like, oh, what do I think is going to happen? It seems weird that you would show Baby Rocket. I feel like if you're showing Baby Rocket, Adult Rocket's gonna die. I feel like that, you know, like the only reason to go back to the beginning is to show the ending. So I feel that like would, that might be what it is. That would be my maybe, speculation. But, but that's like a lot of emotion of, uh, over a CG character. It might be yeah. multiple characters dying. Hell, maybe all the Guardians die. Could be. That, you never know. If if they did that, that would be like almost uh, like I don't think they have the balls to do that. I, I'm gonna just say that because. For them to kill off the entire... That would be a bold choice, dude. That would be a bold-ass choice. Honestly, I would... Man. If they if they pulled that off and they actually did that, I would I would give them props just for having the balls to do it. But I don't know if that's the move, man. Honestly? That would be, that would be nuts. If it was me, I'd kill off everybody except Rocket and Groot. I would let them both live. And I would mm. kill everybody else. Let's go dark. Let's have Kang show up and break necks, even though I know that's not what's going to happen. But that's what I would do. <laughs> you know, chose violence today for Guardians, you know, man. I love dark, dark endings. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I know. I also, no, love, no. I also love happy endings, but I don't know. I'm with you. I'm it with seems you, they seem really emotional, and yeah, they, so they that are. just seems yeah. like they're not going to be all emotional over a CGI raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper that they never see on set that much i'd imagine really so like yeah they probably don't see this is why i imagine them not seeing vin diesel or uh bradley because they do the voices for Groot mm-hmm. and rocket and that's why I, I think we don't ever see them on like premieres and, and on stage for stuff because they just they record their lines and like that's it that's all we do we don't really interact with anybody right mm-hmm. so yeah i don't so, know man oh we'll see i guess yeah it'll be, be- interesting to see It'd be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. The way everybody's been emotional about this so far is very intriguing. Uh, I'm genuinely yeah. curious. Is anybody going to get happy endings? You know, like, how's it going to, how's it going to be? Mm-hmm, that's, that's a good point. Like, like, cause you know, Rocket and Groot have themselves. Nebula and, and Star-Lord, I imagine are, are probably still sad about Gamora. And then you have Mantis, who's just kind of in the middle of all that. I don't know, man. That's, and then Craglin obviously is you know part of the group now too. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That's, and then you're throwing in Cosmo and and uh, and Adam Warlock into this. Like that's, we'll see. I I have no idea, dude. I don't know where they're going with this. We'll see. I have no clue. Well, that's the news, ladies and gentlemen, that we know of. It is. Uh, that is so our move. That is our news. That is our gaming news, television news, and movie news wrapping up here. So we're going to take a break because I need to run to the restroom. 
And then we'll be back and we're going to talk about the uh, Industrial Light and Magic documentary that's on Disney Plus, what we thought of it, uh, some of the things we learned from it, all that type of stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone, and we are back from our break. We are in the second half of the show here. We're not doing movie news anymore. Let me switch that. We're going to talk about our main topic here. Light and Magic, the Industrial Light and Magic doc documentary that was on... Uh, almost said HBO Max on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. <laughs> it was on Disney Plus. I don't know why my brain. It, uh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about Westworld for some reason. Uh, on it, Disney it Plus. Released, yeah, it released <laughs> on July 27th. Uh, this past Wednesday, all six episodes. Uh, and I watched it because I've been wanting to watch it. Something that I was like, since I heard it was a thing, I was like, oh, got got to check mm-hmm. this out. And uh, I, I I watched all six episodes and I was like telling Josh about it and I was like man we should, this is, this would be a cool thing to talk about and then you know he watched them all and here we are so we're definitely gonna be check- if you have you guys haven't seen it I mean it's not like a it's a docu it's a six part documentary show so I mean there's nothing really to spoil unless you don't haven't been keeping up with real life stuff you know uh, mm-hmm. so yeah I don't think there's any spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's just spoilers for real life. Uh, I guess if you haven't been keeping up with history, yeah, uh, with with things. But there there's a lot of a... fascinating, interesting yeah. information in this in all the... six episodes. One of the biggest things for me while watching this was like, wow, there is a ton of behind the scenes footage that I have never yeah. ever seen before, and it's so from cool. the from the 70s and 80s and like the 90s, like from years ago, dude, like years ago of footage. Like it's it's kind of crazy how much they like had the foresight to like, you know, record, mm-hmm. you know, because oftentimes like, oh, we didn't have footage back then because like, you know, it was either like just, you know, it's not like nowadays you can just pull out your phone and you can record everything. Yeah. So. It was really, really like, yeah. All seeing all the behind the scenes stuff was really cool, and then seeing all the, all the people that were like in charge of of making this happen, and 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 all that, and it all comes down to George, man. Because without him, none of this shit would have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so, uh, it's so cool to watch him make stuff too, and and what the yeah, years dude. I, I was just sitting there thinking, like, man, could you imagine like keeping any of that shit and just having it like this is original we use this in the movie and i own yeah, it type shit. oh my yeah. god that's like, so uh, so cool there's there's one episode where they go to this one guy's house and he has like props from like the old ray harry housing movies and shit all over and it's like, damn dude could you imagine just going to this guy's house and he has like bookshelves of like all kinds of old school like movie screen used props and stuff like it's it's kind of nuts to think about that it is so cool to watch uh uh, also ilm just grow from like well we're just a few people and we kind of know each other to like this big powerhouse that it's become like it's crazy you see that it it really is it really is yeah because yeah that's that's what it was like so the reason well i guess we should just get into it right so there was six episodes 
and uh, we watched them all. And they're pretty long. Uh, obviously, like, they're all like they're all like over an hour. I it's, think it's like not it's not like the doc. It's not like the Disney Plus series where it says like it's an hour and it's actually like forty five minutes or fifty minutes. Like yeah, when no. these are when these are like when these are hour long episodes, some of them go over sixty minutes. Some of them are like sixty six yeah. minutes. I want to say when I was looking at it, I was like, "How long are these?" Because I was like, I was curious and I was looking at the time. So I was like, they're wow, these longer are long. than their series episodes are the the length of these episodes is what should be the standard for their shows that they do normally is all i'm <laughs> right? gonna say but uh yeah so those six episodes there was the gang of outsiders episode one on the bucking bronto or bronco episode two just think about it, episode three uh, episode four is i think i found my people Morphing episode five and episode six is no more pretending you're dinosaurs. So they uh yeah, they were uh so obviously this all starts from George Lucas uh creating Star Wars. So it all come it all everything comes back to Star Wars as it as it always does. Um so he wanted to make this this movie, but the, at the time there was nobody there was no special effects houses that could do what he wanted to do. So being the legendary pioneering, just incredible, just visionary that he was, he was like, you know what? I want to set out and I'm going to make my own. So he like got into contact with some people and then this person knew that person, that person knew this person. So they all kind of knew each other in one way or another, and they all connected each other to, to form ILM. And it's a awesome group of people. Like you have, uh, obviously uh, uh, George himself, and then you got uh, Phil Tippett and uh, Dennis Murin, Richard Edlund, uh, Joe Johnston, John Dykstra. Ken Ralston, Lauren Peterson, like all these old school dudes, you know, like fucking Ben Bird and just everybody, right? Like it oh man, it, it's it, it was just really cool, like you said, seeing the formation of like here we are in this shitty like spot in Van Nuys where we're gonna like construct the models and stuff. And it, and it was interesting seeing like George is filming the movie in in England, and back home they're like building shit still. They don't have stuff ready, and he's like panicking because he's, he's he had the dad to take him to the hospital because he had a fucking like anxiety panic attack because he's like I'm making this movie, but what the fuck are they doing back home? Like they don't have the things <laughs> I need, and it, it, it's it's so it's so like just seeing that, all that behind the scenes stuff, like because I'd seen previous Star Wars behind this like making of mm-hmm. stuff and all that, and they have yeah. some of that in there. But it's like, man, just seeing this side of it is just like so. This is so much more than anything man. I've ever seen before. It's a lot. It's it's six episodes, and by God, I learned so much from learning this. Like, uh, like there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Like Photoshop was born <laughs> from some of yeah. this. Like it's these guys. Like, these... I had no idea. I was like, I didn't yeah, know dude. that. <laughs> yeah, John Knoll, dude. He he he, he and. Uh, and those guys were were the like literally came up with fucking Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Like these people, like this group of people, ILM, they have they are responsible for so much in our in our current world, man. Like mm-hmm. it is it is insanity. 
like how much they're in charge of like or they're responsible of because of you know things that they did back in the, those days it's 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 wild like just seeing them like come up with the models and how they would like get certain rigs on the cameras and 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 like all right we're like, gonna we just built this and yeah. I'm just in my brain. I'm like, wait, you just built it? How'd you know where it went? How'd you know where it put it together? Like, you just built it. How are you this smart? I have to have step by step instructions for fucking Legos. And these guys are over yeah, here building yeah. like giant camera mounts, building just cameras. Like, and there's the other thing is like, sorry, I got a little loud. I'm excited. No. I, the other no, thing yeah, is like, yeah. They know, they knew what they wanted to do from the moment they were kids. And then they went out and fucking did it. And I envy yeah. that so much because they just yeah, knew. I, I agree. They knew. And it's like, I was, God, how do you know? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, imagine from the moment you're like, I don't know, a kid. Some of these people were talking about, oh, I saw Star Wars and then I changed my, you know, I saw the Harry, you know, the fucking, the, this this movie and 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 it, and it changed my life forever and i knew since then this is what i wanted to do can you imagine for a second like experiencing something and then having that just change your life forever and then knowing at that moment this is what i'm gonna do this is what i have my sights set on and i'm gonna do it and not only thinking and believing you're gonna do it but then you actually just fucking do it, like mm-hmm. you, 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 like you do it. It happens. Oh man! That, and like some I, of them I'm were doing I'm stuff. I'm for that too, man. I yeah, really some am. of them were doing stuff as kids. Like they show home movies of them as kids doing stop yeah. motion, doing special effects, and I'm like, bro, I got a computer and everything, and I can barely video edit sometimes with with Vegas without making five million mistakes. And these guys were and making this, and it looks so good. Yeah. Like even though and it's that's home these movies. days and. And they were doing this shit years ago. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. It's like in the sixties and shit, they were doing crazy. this. Crazy. One of the absolute things yeah. that I'm jealous of is like I knew I was gonna, I was gonna, I really wanted to get in the special effects. I knew I was gonna do that, and then fucking doing it just blows my fucking brains out, dude. It's crazy. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, that is. As I was watching that, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous of these people. Like, not only like setting out to want to do this but then actually doing it crazy man just 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 crazy like that is i commend them for that too man and then, and not only that but they were like badass at what they did dude yeah they were so badass bro they're talking about how like yeah we're in this, this shitty warehouse and we got no air conditioning and it's like a billion degrees so one of the guys goes across the street to army surplus stores and gets a yeah. gets a shipping container and we just fill it up with water and we just hop in it when we're done. And I was and they yeah. showed a, fit, a, a photo of like six or seven of them in this thing and I was like, in, look at in these the people. little tiny ass pool. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I can I can only imagine they must have had the time of their lives, man. They must. I'm I'm so jealous like of that also like. Not only getting to do what you do, but like you get to hang out with people that you enjoy hanging out with, and mm-hmm. then you get to have you get to just like fuck around and have these like like pool parties basically and shit and like, oh man, they they must. Have, and then the- like later on in the dock, mm-hmm. there's these other two guys that have this room where it's like soundproof and they have they throw these like super crazy ass parties and shit because you know soundproof like who cares right? Mm-hmm. Oh man, but anyway. 
Go ahead, Josh. Uh, the biggest thing was like they said they work was fun, and like that's the thing is like you never work a day in your life if it's fun, and they said they yeah. had fun working on it. Like it kind of changes later on in the later episodes as time goes by, obviously. Yeah. But like in them early days, they were like, "Yeah, work was fun, man. Like we enjoyed it." They were having the time of their lives. Man, I can only imagine how how much fun that must have been, dude. Mm-hmm. You you get to you get to build Star Wars models and ships and shit, and and then you can and fucking like you said, camera entire camera rigs and shit, and then like after that, because you, you're because it's so warm, but being in that fucking workshop all day. You get to just go outside and eat some food and drink some beer and fucking splash around in the fucking like homemade fucking water slide and shit. Like that's 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 awesome, man. That's that's so cool. Yeah. No, it's 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 crazy. Crazy cool. Um This is going on in the seventies, man. Like that's oh dude. And I w- I was gonna watch it, but I'm actually glad that you were like Yo, we should. I really want. We should do the show about this because it made me watch it that much sooner, and I'm glad I did because it's it's fucking. It's, it was. It's really really good, man. Like like each episode kind of has like a focus of of what it's gonna do. Like the first one obviously is like, here's George, and what he set out to do, and like I want to make Star Wars, but these I I can't I can't do what I want to do currently because. You know, he saw 2001 in Space Odyssey, and he's like, that looks cool, but those ships and, and those, that's too slow. I like hot rods and, and, and you know, fast cars and shit, and, you know, because he, he did American Graffiti, obviously. And, you know, if you've seen that, you know, you know, or if you know what it's about, you know what the hell, there's there's, there's a bunch of fast cars and all that kind of shit. And, and you know, he, he wanted to do basically... Uh, that 2001 a space odyssey but like with but faster and 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 just you know looking a little bit better than than that did and uh yeah so he sat out and got the team and then you know they were starting they were starting to work on all that man they they made it happen and uh yeah it was it, it really is like it's it's kind of astounding like just to like to think dude like George had the audacity to be like, "Yo, nobody's doing what I want to do, so I'm gonna make this happen myself because I I want to make this movie be the best it can be." And it's just like incredible, man. In, I just absolutely incredible. Like, like yeah. even <clears throat> like just like like Joe Johnson being like, "I don't know shit about storyboards." But then he comes in and starts doing like that and like art and like just like multiple things at once, right? Like he's doing all kinds of shit they were saying that he was doing, you know? And then like Dykstra and and and, and just Phil Tippett doing his thing and just it, just a very like what a what a crazy set of circumstances, like for all these people to come together and make this happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, just George to have the foresight and then the the vision, because he's always had the vision for the future, man. He just made it happen, dude. He 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 made it fucking happen. And it's so cool watching him build models, and then at the same time, you're like, God, I couldn't imagine doing that. Like, I think Phil Tippett talks about like you have to 
shift it just a little bit, like when they're moving a model for like a stop motion thing. You shift it just a hair, just an inch. Yeah. And I'm just, just like a little bit. You have so much more. You have mountains more patience than I would ever. Have. Yeah, stop motion <laughs> is a, is a very. You have to have a lot of patience with that. I I actually have attempted to do stop motion like like stuff in the past. It is. It, it takes. It, it requires a significant amount of patience, which which I generally have. But man, it requires a lot of time and patience to do that. And you have to be, and you can't move it too much. You have to move it like just a little bit. Otherwise, you fuck it completely up. And then, yeah, and it takes a, yeah, it takes a long time. But, but the result is kind of cool, the, the end product. But yeah, it just, it, it just, it, it's, it's, it's really seeing somebody like being, being a master at this is, is, is just incredible. Yeah, it it really is like just like man. Yeah, and then like seeing, but that's basically the first episode. Then the second episode, like it starts off with like George talking about like his early life and whatnot, and him being friends with like Spielberg and Coppola, and then like he, and then like, which I don't even know if I knew this, but he he got into like a fucking car accident, and like they're like they're like, oh, you're lucky, you're still alive. And I was like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, I guess I'm here for a reason, you know? Like, that mm-hmm. was just nuts, I, dude. I think I had heard that before. I think I'd heard he'd been in a car accident, but I don't think I realized how bad it was. Yeah, uh, I, I but didn't it was realize how fucking, bad it was. They showed a photo of the fucking car. Dude, they wouldn't. Yeah. Sh- like, it's like, how could you survive that? You know, because it's just like, it was nothing. It was just torn. Like, it was just like a piece of paper been crumpled up. It yeah, was... they 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 showed like a like a newspaper like clipping or something where they show the picture and then like you you know youth survives crash and they talk about what happened and all that and it's like that's that's crazy man that's absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you get to see kind of like George in his early you know beginnings working on THX eleven thirty eight and doing American Graffiti and then you get Ron Howard talking about you know being a part of that movie because he was you know back then those days an actor and then uh you know talking about how he like he didn't really like after american graffiti success because because i think it was uh spielberg i think challenged him to make like a like a a movie or something or, yeah he's like he's like make a comedy or something like that make a yeah yeah he's like make a comedy because you know enough of the sci-fi artsy stuff right and he's like you just make a damn comedy dude so he made american graffiti and then like that was a success and then Ron Howard, I think, was like, "Yo, what do you want to like? What do you want to do after this?" And he's like, "Oh, I, you know, George being George, I have this idea, you know, like of you know, I want to, I want to do this, this thing." And and he kind of described how that was, but he's like, "You know, I can't really make it how I want to make it right now." And then, uh, yeah, and then all oh, dude, seeing fucking Ralph McQuarrie, dude. Oh my god, I've always loved Ralph McQuarrie stuff. But like seeing him here in this dock, and and like seeing him like just like completely understand Luke George's like vision of what's like Star Wars should be, because mm-hmm. even George George was like, "Yo, that is like a, that is like spot on what I was thinking or imagining." Ralph McQuarrie, I I don't know if like nowadays, dude, he he deserves a lot more credit than he does, man. Ralph McQuarrie really. Really, him and uh, Colin Cantrell, who did like the ships and stuff, that Joe Johnson, Joe Johnston, eventually like kind of changed up as well. 
all those guys, all the like concept artists and everything, they helped shape the Star Wars, man, because they really like gave it the 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 look that George was looking for, man. <clears throat> the fucking matte paintings were dope. Like oh, I never yeah, really dude. seen those before. Yeah, Star Wars did a lot of cool. matte paintings back in the day. Like, th- like there's in the I think in the first episode we kind of see, uh, like you know Obi Wan when he's trying to shut down the tractor beam, and they show you how like they take that and like put it on the map. Dude, that is. Can you imagine? Like some of that stuff just like blows my like. It's so cool, man. Mm-hmm. I love I love behind the scenes shit like that, and it's just so fucking cool and fascinating seeing that, man. I love it so much, dude. Honestly, I could have watched another six episodes of this. Like, I, I, was I, I, was, so I wanted over. more when it was over because it's so fascinating seeing behind the scenes and listen to them talk yeah. and, like, they, like they, they enjoy it and all that, and it just makes you want yeah, more it's, of it. It's, it's fucking... It's history, dude. Like, seeing these guys come up with all this... Like, seeing how they came up with the opening shot of, of, of A New Hope with the Star Destroyer, you know, that iconic thing that everybody... Can you imagine sitting in the theater... In 1977, when this movie came out and the movie starts out that way, that would have been like, I, I it, you know, like you understand why people fucking were like, yo, this movie changed my life because that shit was must have been phenomenal. Like I watched that movie when I was a kid, so I don't really remember like my first reaction to, you yeah. know, watching Star Wars for the first time because I just for me, I've always I've Star Wars has been in my life for the entirety of my life. So exactly. I don't there is no Same. there is no life without Star Wars for me. So I don't, I don't, I don't have the reaction of being like, "Whoa, the Star Destroyer chasing the the you know the Corellian Corvette," and like, I, can you just imagine though seeing that man? Like, it was really cool seeing them like come up with that shot and how they like did it upside down and like they you have to get it at like a you know perspective and like you get all the so you can get all the details of the model and everything. Like, oh man, so well done, dude. So well done how they did that. Fucking absolutely iconic and, and legendary, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, One of the things I've never me. gotten to do is see like the original trilogy on the big screen. I would, I would love yeah. to get an opportunity to do that. So uh, I that would be so fucking dope. I watched the special editions when I was a kid in the nineties, but I don't I don't really remember that that much. Like I like I remember like being at the theater and like watching them but man i would like actually love to like yeah like watch them now as like an adult on the big screen it'd be crazy because i've seen all the movies in theaters man but those and i and even like i said even the original trilogies but the special editions but that was like years ago so i would love to like actually see them now you know like it'd be phenomenal uh, yeah so and if you then, guys like, can't tell we love the doc <laughs> So yeah, we all know. Strong, strong recommend. That's another reason why I wanted to talk, like, give it its own episode on the podcast because I want to give it, I want to give it more exposure. Like, more people should be watching this. Like, it's, it is, it's history. It's, 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 it's filmmaking at its like finest. Like, it's so, God, man, it's so good, dude. Like, everybody should watch. Like, if you're even, if you like, if you, you don't even have to like Star Wars because they obviously talk about more than Star Wars in this. Like they show Terminator Two and Jurassic mm-hmm. Park and Willow and like just other like older Harry, you know, the, the Harryhausen movies from, from back in the days with the with the really like you know stop motion like creatures they would create and all that. If you're just a a, a movie history fan, if you want to know more about how they made movies and how they make movies and all that, dude, you have to watch this. It's so 
incredible. But so that's the reason why I was like, you know what? I'm gonna talk about this in the podcast because I watched it, but we should just make it its own episode because I it, I think it deserves its own episode. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and it's just like mm. interesting seeing like how George wanted more aliens for the cantina, and he's like, "Yo, you got like two weeks to come up with more aliens for the cantina, dude." Because oh, and Phil man. Tippett, dude, that dude is a yeah, machine. Phil Tippett is. He's a he's a he's a he's the real deal, like, dude. He is the they're man. like the they're like the only person I didn't have to uh, give deadlines to was Phil because Phil was a fucking machine. He he was always yeah. working. I, I think that was a Rose who was saying that, right? Because they brought her yeah, in to kind of so. like because they were having issues with like keeping people on track, you know? Because like, oh, we got to get this movie made, so they bring in Rose, uh, to uh to to keep people on track. Whose name is Rose Dunnigan, uh, or or. or 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 Duignan, I believe. I'm I'm sorry for mispronouncing that, but they bring Rose in. She keeps everybody on track, and she's like, "Yo, I don't even need to give him a like Josh said. I don't even need to give him a deadline because he's on top of it already." You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's insane how talented they all were. Like they, they were all yeah, super talented, and then they masters. then they all met each other and were like talented yeah. with each other. So. It's crazy, crazy. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, man, I would love to get into like miniature and model making and stuff. And it's like, God, and like uh, that, that would stuff. Be so cool, man. And the stuff they made at the time to me, like, state of the art even today would look fucking no, amazing. Yeah, I was gonna say, it looks good even now, dude. Like mm-hmm. even now, it looks incredible, bro. Like when they had the tauntaun like, up with the with Han on the back, and they were like. Showing how they yeah. make it move and stuff, or like making it move for filming showing, and... showing how they made Crazy. the tauntaun out of like fucking, like they used like like unborn like what was it like fucking like a calf or calf? some shit like I think it was unborn yeah. calf like uh, uh, uh like a hide they had they were trying to find yeah, like a the... they had to do some some fiddling with it but they were talking about yeah how they, they do had it. to like yeah it was it was so like. It's like bizarre, but also like, dude, how do you even have the the vision for think? something like that? Yeah, yeah. How do you, you think of that? Oh, you know, we just got an unborn uh, calf uh, skin, like uh, Let's turn it into like, a fucking tauntaun. Yeah, I like how they joke because like they probably thought we were devil worshippers or something like Satanists yeah. or something. Yeah, because like who the like who the fuck? Who the fuck asked for that? Uh, yeah. But dude, Honestly, but it, I, I, and, I'm gonna and watch it, it again at some point too, because I love watching things more than once like this. Yeah, it was it was really really well done, man. Like, just oh man, I, I can't I can't praise this enough. Just seeing like all all this, and like you said, just that they have like all this old footage and and pictures. Like seeing them build the AT-ATs for Hoth was something that I'd already seen before too. But just like man, they were. They were such fucking masters at their craft, dude. They were they killed it, man. They absolutely killed it. And then talking about how they had to step it up for Empire because, you know, it, Empire had to be a bigger movie than A New Hope, and how like, you know, you have in 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 the in the Battle of Yavin, for example, they have X wings flying over the Death Star, right? And in cert- if you pause the movie in certain spots, you can kind of see them. They have matte lines on them. But they're like, yo, we can't have that in Empire because you have a white background. You can't have black outlines on the on the on the airspeeders because that you know you can't you can't have that. Like it's not it's not gonna look good. 
Mm-hmm. So they had to figure out a way to like not you know have that happen and uh yeah just seeing you know everybody just talk about their own personal journeys and how they got here and like like I really found it like I like I really like seeing hearing like Phil Tippett talk and like Joe Johnston and you know like even Dennis like Dennis Murin and just these guys that like like man how 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 wild it must have been, dude. I keep saying that, but God, it's it's just just incredible. Just incredible, man. Um and then like obviously there so ILM is growing and 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 uh what's his name? George is like uh or I don't even know if it was him, but 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 somebody I think was was like, yo, we, we need a because George obviously started ILM with his own money and all that, and, and you know made made the company and and he did it for his movies. But he's like, you know what? Let let my friends get in on this too. So he had like so like Spielberg went to them for like Indiana Jones and you know yeah, all of George's. They got to stay employed. Yeah, they so got to keep getting paid. <laughs> they got to keep them exactly. They they, they got to keep doing other stuff because these Star Wars movies only come out every three years, man. So you gotta you gotta have other stuff in the meantime to keep them busy and and, and keep them. Keep keep the craft right going, right? Like we got we got to keep it keep, keep it moving. So Spielberg came to them for Indiana Jones, and they they talk about how they like made the dude's melty face in 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 Indiana Jones, and that was really cool seeing how they did that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, you talk about you know Kathleen Kennedy back in those days, how she was you know producing stuff too, and and. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just really fascinating seeing like how they like execute like certain things and and like like you, like the ET stuff too with the riding of the bikes and the the spaceship with the, which the spaceship was like another model again which again I think looks great even now still models will always look good I think they just I don't understand well I mean I guess because it's like what cheaper or to just do it cg but i'm like man if i was making a movie i would have like as many models <laughs> as i could do because i think that that ultimately looks looks better what is, that's one of the things that blows my mind is like i think it's an early in episode one where they're like yeah we had to get these tank model kits or maybe it was in episode two because they're talking about empire they had these model yeah. kits and like uh and I'm and they're like for World War Two stuff, and I'm like they built Star Wars out of World War Two model kits, and it's so interesting to me that they did that. You know, like when you sat there and look at it, because they like they show the photos of all these old model kits and they take out the parts. Because growing up, I was like, uh, my dad put models together. Like that was one of the things he did when I grew up. It was like he was put World War Two models together. So I was like, oh, I recognize some of this stuff. <laughs> you know, like nah, yeah. It's, I would also want models on everything. I think it looks so much cooler. A thing that you can have and touch and move around. You can, yeah, actually, like, yeah, oh, man, it, it, dude, definitely would be the way to go. And then, like, they also talk about like the first non-friend of George they let in for ILM was like Star Trek, for one yeah, of the movies I think. Which I didn't even that realize was <laughs> that, that, yeah. that was a thing. Oh, it, so anytime somebody tries to bring up Star Trek versus Star Wars, or you tell them like, "No, this is this is not a fight." Like they're friends, bro. Like, <laughs> but they like actually even when they were, with Wrath of yeah, Khan. even when they were friends, <laughs> yeah, even when they weren't friends, Star Wars let helped out Star Trek, dude. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, come on, man. 
uh yeah and then just obviously they also talked about working on jedi and how like at that point like they show a picture of like everybody at ILM and they like significantly increased like the amount of people that were there. I think they said something like at the first movie there was only like what seventy something people there, but then by the by Jedi there was like a hundred like hundred and seventy something. Like, or whatever. I think it was like, one hundred and seventy seven. I think is what it was. Something like that. Yeah, it was it was something it was like lot. that. But there was significant there was a significant amount of more people around uh, for Jedi. One of the um, things they talk about throughout the doc, I think throughout just about every episode, is like uh, the early computer graphics. Like, because you see it, they show it. They were like, this was before computers was oh, this. Yeah. And like, we were learning this and we just, yeah, like the, we just wrote this the, software to do this. We wrote an application to do this. As it, This is a throughout all six episodes, obviously, not just one episode, but they're like, they're talking about as, yeah. as time goes on and people are going to school and they're learning all this computer it's interesting because you're not just seeing ilm you're seeing early computer graphics designers and writers Mm. and software writers and the application developers like you're seeing them through the years as they get more tools and like over a period of time more skills with those tools and like it's Mm. just like it's crazy to me almost it almost feels like a separate doc at times and that's not i don't mean that in a bad way it's just like like this is so interesting like i'm fascinated uh... by it the progression of technology as a whole you know like mm-hmm. like yeah yeah i know what you're talking about like the i think it was like project genesis or something like the the, the utah guy right was talking about it like yo mm-hmm. this is what they were this is what was happening around this time and you know yeah yeah that, yeah that, that was cool man that was also cool to see that mm-hmm. just like the progression of of of, of things you know and then yeah. uh and then I think on the fourth episode we get uh, John Knoll and 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 his like early, you know, days of like how he wanted to become a part of ILM, and then guess what? He ended up fucking becoming, you know, joining ILM, dude. And and one of my also favorite things is just seeing Ben Burt create the sounds of Star Wars. Like how, like can can you imagine having the brain to like I'm gonna combine this thing and this thing, and this is gonna be the sound for Chewie and the Wookies. Or I'm gonna do this thing, and this is gonna be the sound of the Tie Fighter, or the sound of the lightsaber. Like this dude, this dude did that. Like Ben Burt, bro. Put a, put respect on his name, dude. Ben fucking Burt, man. Legendary, dude. The man. One and then the they sto- also talked about. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say one of the stories I liked. I think it was John Knoll's story. Like when he was young, he was like 15. I think uh-huh. it was John Knoll that was like, I was young, I was 15, and I was in California with my dad, and he was like, so I called up ILM and and told him I'd want to work there, and they invited me down for a tour, and he went for a tour, even yeah. though he was just a young... And I thought, that's so cool that this company, right, that you're a fan of, were actually like, hey, come in, we'll show you around, and they gave him a tour and had somebody with him and showed him all the departments and stuff. That just seems so cool to me, and... And like, even though they they become a big corporation, like they were still kind of like, hey, this is cool. Let's show him off to this kid, you know. Even though he was a kid, <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. Which, like, I feel like that would never happen nowadays. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but it is still cool. It uh, is really cool, then. yeah, for them to for them to have done that, yeah. Nowadays, it'd be like this is top secret. We can't let anybody in here. <laughs> yeah no for sure like they show him around everything like the fucking model room and the you know the, the this room and that room like they 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 gave him the whole tour man mm-hmm. um 
yeah it was wild that they did that but yeah that was a cool little story but the thing mm-hmm. i was gonna say is they talked about like the form like the formation of pixar and and, and you know yes like that was really cool too how like you know george like that was that was another one of george's things dude like fucking pixar and he sold it to steve jobs and because he was like yo this is cool but they they obviously want to make animated stuff and i'm you know we're not really trying to do that so so steve jobs you take pixar and then like and then george being george he sold pixar and they immediately replaced them with like you know their own like people to work on like special effects and shit on for the computer stuff man which is just wild to me dude like what the hell that's nuts dude Just, just nuts. Um, and then, yeah, this is where we kind of like start getting into like, you know, CG and, and what computers can do for movies and, and, and all this kind of stuff. Because um, I think Ron Howard talks about like wanting to do Willow and then like he's talking to Dennis Mirren about like, yo, how, how can we do this? And he's like, well, you know, maybe we can, you know, do it on the computer. And Ron Howard was kind of like not really a believer of it, you know, like, 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 because like, i mean i can understand that like at the time like you know this is kind yeah. of a new thing and you're like well you know is it really gonna look that good like you know as opposed to us doing it like like you know practically or whatever but so i can understand the skepticism there you know um but they they pulled it off they did it and and i you know looks looks pretty decent they they show how it looks and then the, the thing and i thought it, it looked pretty 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 good pretty pretty decent uh for yeah. the for the time and yeah morph m-o-r-f yeah. we we all spell it wrong guys it's yeah morph <laughs> m-o-r-f dude not m-o who, who brought in the ph man i don't know <laughs> but anyway uh then this is the episode where they or at least the fifth one is what i'm talking about they where they bring in uh they bring in uh what's his name? Uh Mark and isn't it Steve, right? Mm. Mark and Steve, the, the, the two dudes with so. the with, with with the party room. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I, I just think it's yeah, Spaz. And, Steve and Mark. Spaz. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, Spaz, yeah, you're right, you're right. They call him Spaz and how like these guys are like like kind of the like at least Spaz and Mark too, I suppose, are like the total like non uh like stereotypical like computer nerd dudes mm-hmm. but they're the ones like doing making this shit happen you know yeah uh which i thought was just kind of funny um uh what was the movie the abyss and like terminator 2 you know in the early days and how they're kind of like phasing out like model making and all that kind of stuff. And you have a few people in here being like, yo, a lot of us were were pushing against computers and, and CG and all that. Because we didn't, you know, because they're like, yo, if once this happens, we're going to be left out of a job, right? Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- like, what are we going to do after this? And it was like, yeah, seeing that was kind of like, oh, man, that, that was a little rough. And then like, yeah, it was. I think they even and said then, there were like there were some people that just quit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some people were just like, "We don't want to transit. We don't want to switch. We don't want to transition over to that." So we're we're done. Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, we, we get to see, uh, I think also this episode, Doug Chang. Um, who, who we get to hear about his story in the early days as well. Um, and how he like kind of, it, it's, it's interesting how all these guys kind of did like their own home movies too, before, you know, mm-hmm. being like joining a part of ILM. Like that's kind of fascinating, right? Like, I don't know. I I just think it's kind of kind of neat to to think about. Like all these guys, they want to be a part of this, you know, and they all did their own kind of in their own ways, their own stuff, but you know, beforehand. Um, but yeah, so we kind of get uh, we we get we get Ellen Poon and uh, Doug Chang, uh. And, and a little bit of their stories and, and backstories in this as well. And it was really cool seeing like the early days for them and uh, yeah, just how they managed to pull off like Terminator 2 with James Cameron. And, and yeah, that was just, that was just really awesome to, to see how they like managed to make. Cause I think, cause T2 looks good still even now, like, and the way they like made him like they they specifically showed the shot of him like walking through like the bars, you know, and then the, and like when the gun like hits the you know the thing to show you like yo this is you know we did this you know mm-hmm. like like we made it happen here and he and the gun is here to show you like you know this is what we did, um, so that was really cool, but. uh yeah, so then, like, I think the sixth episode is kind of where the Jurassic Park stuff comes in because they wanted to do it like practically, but then I think behind the scenes at ILM, like in kind of like in secret for a little bit, uh, Spaz was kind of working on like, yo, we, we let's see if we can make this happen just just for the hell of it, right? Like, let's see if we can make a dinosaur. So we had the bones. And he had the, you know, the the outer, you know, layer of it. And they're like, well, how do we get this to, to move like a, like a dinosaur? Because you got this big, giant thing that, you know, didn't really run in real life. But Steven Spielberg wants to make it run in the movie because this guy has to chase the Jeep. So he's like, how do I make this thing, like, look right, you know? So he kind of spent a while trying to make that look right. But even before that, like I said, they were trying to make the movie practically. And you have Phil Tippett like trying to make these dinosaurs like for real. And these guys are like, well, let's see if we can do it on the computer. And so there was kind of like a I think Phil described it as like he said there was kind of like a like a like it like a rivalry, you know, kind of like a mm-hmm. like a you know, trying to see if they can like top what he was doing or whatever in his words. Um, and he, because he also was like, I don't think they could do it. Right. Like you can, like, it's one thing to make, you know, the, the Terminator, but like, can you make a living like thing in motion? Like, you know, look good. So he was kind of skeptical of that. And as that last episode progresses, we kind of get to hear like how, you know, what Kathleen Kennedy thought of it at the time, what Spielberg thought of it at the time and how they were like, you know, like, 
what would you think of like when they had all those like all the ILM employees pretend they were dinosaurs and run around oh like my this? God. And, I and, knew like, it was only a matter of time till somebody got hurt. I knew it was only a matter of time till uh, somebody got hurt, oh and that's exactly what happens. Yep, uh. somebody got hurt. It was it was an artist, and he broke his writing like his like drawing hand drawing or something. Art. And they're like, nope. Yeah. They're like, nope. No, nobody's doing that anymore. Number one rule: no more, no more being dinosaurs. Uh, nope. That was so funny to me. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, just seeing how the whole the whole Jurassic Park stuff went down and how like, just they they pulled it off, but also like again, like Phil Tippett and like you you know they were trying to do it like you know practically, and and he was kind of like a little bummed out about that, you know. But then they brought him in to do. Uh, kind of other stuff because Spielberg was like, "Yo, well, we don't, you know, you you, you kind of know how they should." Yeah, you know the movements. Be... You've studied. Yeah, the you know animals. the movements of the thing. So, so you need to. We're gonna bring you up here so, so you can. So you they kind of made him everybody. a supervisor, right? They made him like a manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh. And then they start talking about like making the prequels, you know, like with the having Doug Chang do all these storyboards for the Phantom Menace and like, you know, these giant, like super crazy looking storyboards that they would they would make. And like you have art on all of them and like seeing how they would like like film some stuff. And then George would be like, well, you know. Let's we have this instance of this scene, but then this instance of this scene. So let's like slice them and chop them up together to make one uh, like the same scene, but out of like both of these things together. Because you have one character, like I think they they specifically mentioned like when they were you know in Phantom Menace when uh, they're escaping Naboo before they reach Tatooine, and like. You have like Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and like Captain Panaka, like talking to Rick o- Rick Olier in the fucking the, the the starship, the Royal Starship, and they kind of were just like splicing that scene up, like they would take Panaka from this and put him in the other one, and like it was crazy. And like hearing John Noel talk about like, well, you know, I wouldn't do that, but you know, George was insistent, like just try it, you know, just try it, see how it works. You know, mm-hmm. could you imagine like? Like he's your boss. So like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Right? I guess George Lucas, like, you know, like like what the hell are you gonna do? You just, you're gonna have to just you're gonna have to try it anyway, even if you're like, yo, this probably isn't a good idea. But he but that's what he kept doing. He's like, just try it, you know, like make it happen. They're like, we don't know how to do this, but but George was always just like, make it happen, figure it out. Uh and and they did. They they made it happen, dude. So and that in like itself the, is actually kind of incredible. That's the craziest thing to me is like, they're like, we don't know how we're going to do this, but they did it. You know, yeah. well, I don't know how we're going to build this, but they built it. It's so insane. They, we don't know how, but off, we did it. it. Like, that's, that's it's what's absolutely nuts to wild. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, talk- guys, definitely yeah, check so- out the doc. <laughs> they they also mentioned like how they were moving into digital like uh like they were moving away from film into digital for like episode two because that was like the first movie that was mm-hmm. completely like filmed in digital and how like the film like fucking industry was kind of pushing back on it a little bit and how like they had to like go to 
you know, I forget who it was. Like, was it like Panasonic or Panam? Anyway, they, the old cameras, like, they couldn't get the lenses on the fit right. So they had to go to somebody to make them like, like ones that would work. And it was just like, yeah, it, it was, it, it was, it was kind of nuts and all that. Um, and then, like, just, and then basically just at the end of it, just talking about, like, this John Favreau comes in and he talks about, like, how he wasn't really a believer of CG either, but then he kind of, you know, with Iron Man, that kind of changed his tune with, when he was filming that. Like, with Robert Downey, they had, like, the Iron Man suit, like, like practically, but also digitally. And how ILM was able to, at one point, they had, like, side-by-side shots of, like, the, phys- the physical suit and the digital suit, and he couldn't tell which one was which. Um... And yeah, just just seeing like you know how he did the Mandalorian with the volume now and all that. Just so basically, this documentary the is, is really so cool. Oh my god, it is. It's it's awesome how they do stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the volume or, or the, this documentary is really cool if you're interested in the history of the past and present of film making and effects and and just model making and and the digital you know stuff and just all of that if you're if you're into that strong recommend like like go go watch this like you're missing out if you're not watching this because it is it is mm-hmm. phenomenal it is so so good i really enjoyed it i i love i love watching all six episodes of this it was it yeah. was awesome like i said it was, it was i was looking forward to this when it was announced and i finally checked it out over the past week and it was it was really really cool just very educational very fascinating and i just i love watching stuff like this so i i really enjoyed it and i knew i was going to so yeah oh yeah uh same goes for me i enjoyed the shit out of it i'm glad we're doing it we did this episode on it i'm glad we got to talk about just some of the coolest shit that i've seen I, I, all the behind the scenes footage that i've never seen before and there was a there's a lot there is a lot yeah. of behind-the-scenes footage I've never seen before. Um, and because I've watched these types of docs before. Like, there was one on, like, one of the the DVD box sets I had that was, like, the, the making of yeah. uh, uh, Empire of Dreams or whatever. You know, that one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think this one is so much be- it's so much even better than that one now. So, like... Yeah, it's 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 cool, man. Uh, strong recommendations uh, from both of us. So I think that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna be the show. Unless DT, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I think uh, just just to close out. If you like, again, I love watching stuff like this. I am all for like seeing more of this in the future for other things. And if somehow you haven't seen this and you still like listen to this or watch us talk about it go watch it because like we only touched on like just mo- like sections of it you, you mm-hmm. like yeah you need to experience it on your own it is so so well done and it just for the history again of filmmaking and all that it, it's it's phenomenal like like really i i i'm i'm gonna be telling everybody to go watch this because it's so so good and so well done and uh yeah i just i loved it so that'll do it That'll do it, guys. I'm going to throw it over to DT so he can say his goodbyes, do his shout-out. Tell us what you got coming up, buddy. Coming up, 
Josh and I are going to be doing a co-op of Sniper Elite 5. We're going to be capping Nazis uh, starting tomorrow live over on uh, twitch.tv slash, uh, you know, DTIII, DT3. And then uh, I don't know if Josh is going to stream it. I'll let him say that if he is or not uh, when he when he's up. But uh, I will definitely be streaming it. And I'll be, you know, saving the 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 vods, and they'll be going up on YouTube and all that good stuff. But uh, other than that, um, I'm excited to watch, uh, uh, you know, all the things that are going to be coming up. We have a lot of good stuff coming up in the next uh, little while here. Uh, yeah, I uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, next week's episode is going to be. Uh, we're oh, we're gonna be watching Prey, the new Predator movie. So, I'm hyped for that. That's one of the things I'm excited about. So, stay tuned. We'll definitely be covering that. Uh, and then the week after that, of course, we'll be uh, talking about Westworld, which I have caught up on. So, very, very uh, intrigued to talk about that stuff. But uh, that'll do it for me, guys. I'll see you over on the next one. Make sure to go follow me on all the all the things you see here down below. Uh, and uh, yeah. Thanks for the support. As always, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, and peace out. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, that comes and hangs out for us on the show. Uh, like DT3 said, we will be playing Sniper Elite tomorrow. I, I might try to stream. We'll see. Uh, the last time I tried to stream, a bunch of weirdness happened. So, uh, But I, maybe not this time because it's a newer game. So we'll be playing that, uh, and we will probably be playing that I imagine all week long, because I think this version of the game, uh, uh, this sequel is a little bit longer than the others, so we will see. DT and I have so much fun when we play those games. They're so much fun to play. Um, as for the rest of this stuff, make sure to check out my Etsy shop, the 902 Dice Creations Etsy, Instagram, all that stuff. If you're new to the show, too, by the way, make sure to hit the follow button down below so you can see whenever we go live with the Clockwork Cantina. The Clockwork Cantina is also available uh, in MP3 form on Spotify, on uh, Google Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts, the whole wherever you can get podcasts, you can get the you can get the MP3 version of this show. Make sure to go follow and subscribe on the YouTube. All the sellout shit, all the sellout shit. We're doing it right now. Go follow all the things, guys. We'll see you next week, and uh, stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we love you. So bye bye.